All right, what is going on, guys? The Xbox Two podcast is now officially live after some weird, weird YouTube error. That was so incredibly weird. Like, it signed me out, and I had to sign back in after I started the show. But we're live. Thank God. It's the last podcast before E3 2019. I'm Randall Thor 19 and with me, as always, Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, Jez? Hey, man. Drowning in E3 prep. Uh, but oh, nearly there, nearly over the mountain. It's uh, it's going to be a big one for us this year, you know. Um, I keep seeing people say like, oh, it's going to be smaller this year because Sony's in there, and, and fair enough. But like for me, for us, it's like we're sending the biggest team we've ever sent there. And we've we've got more meetings than we've ever had, and more content planned than like ever before. Like three or four times more content planned than last year and the year before, and. Ooh. so it's <laughs> it's real <laughs> you know? it's real uh, and it's here basically yeah. so um i'm just uh ready for you know to hopefully make some good content for everyone and and then once it's all done and said and done i'm gonna lie down in the dark room for for a week hopefully <laughs> but uh it's it's there's a lot to be excited about Ooh. yeah there there is a lot, a lot to be excited about. But uh, first off, I want to say hi to everybody in chat. I see Sam Tolbert, Fuzzy Belvedere, DJ Singh, DI Almighty Spartan God. He says, hey, Randall Capone, uh, Free Flow, Lethal Papa, uh, Mega Game Game, right? Mega Game Game. Jez, you're in there. I see you. A um, whole bunch of people. Uh, thanks for everybody for being here on the last show before E3. It's going to be hype. Uh, a lot to talk about. We got we got body wash, Jazz Xbox and body wash. That's definitely <laughs> I, a topic. I am trying to get a review unit of the Xbox body wash. Hopefully, yeah. I'm gonna um, try. I'll, I'll review it. I'll do a live review live from the shower. On live the from the shower. We even had some first time listeners. Uh, I'd Phen- I'd phenomenal from uh, Puerto Rico. He he hits up the super chat and says first time listening live. Hello from Puerto Rico. I, I see somebody else uh, saying that they're also oh, wow. from Brazil. So welcome. We appreciate the support. If it's your first time here, hi, how you're doing? I'm Rand. This is Jazz. It's the Xbox Two podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, but as you know, everybody kind of shuffles in. Make sure if you enjoy the podcast, uh, you can always hit that like button. Share this out because YouTube, well, th- YouTube's always weird, and they're especially weird lately. I don't know if you've seen the stuff with uh, that's going on uh, on uh, Twitter with Vox, that that reporter from Vox, and oh god, yeah, oh, god. more stuff always <laughs> happening. Uh, but we're here to talk about video games, and uh, that's pretty much it. So yeah, hit the like button, share this podcast out whether it's facebook or twitter you know subscribe if you're new follow jazz and me on twitter all the links are in the description you can even listen to this later on uh google google music or itunes um we put that up after the live show is over so um yeah we appreciate everyone being here we're gonna talk about a lot of different things but first time uh before we get into all that stuff it's about games and my segment's going to be incredibly short but Jez, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing much, honestly, because I've just been so damn busy with all this E3 stuff. I've just been sort of jumping on Minecraft to 
try and unwind here and there. But honestly, I haven't I haven't really been playing that much. Um, I think I already talked about getting to Division World Tier Five on the last show. Um, you didn't you didn't stick much with the division, right? After... Yeah, I mean, I I put a good forty hours into the division too. I did, you know, I did all the new stuff. I did all those things. I just I did some of the world tier stuff. I haven't done the right, but like no, none of my friends care about division two anymore. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was better than division one, but I'm not really into the whole end game thing that a lot of people are. So for me, it was always going to be, let me play through the campaign. Let me see what they got. And that's usually how I'll judge a game like that. So just based on that stuff, I thought division two was cool. Uh, I have no interest in the raids and any of the other stuff. Like, but yeah, that's, that's well, um, my experience. I've been like, I've been trying to gear up for the raids, but like the the making a build is so hard because there's so much RNG on the gear. Like getting getting the um, the perfect build with the perfect stats that you want is a massive grind. And I thought Monster Hunter World was bad for that, like grinding the the proper gems you want for your gear and stuff like that. But wow. Division takes it to a whole new level, and um, although I was pretty excited to see that they they already announced a new um a new class for the division, like a, a specialty with a with a minigun, like a more tanky sort of class, where you can pop out a minigun and you get bonus armor and you can just lay waste to a bunch of bunch of mobs and stuff like that, um, you know. So that was pretty cool to see that they're pushing ahead with that. Um, also, some friends of mine did try the raid and found it extremely difficult on console, so need to get more gear for that. But I think that's like I've I've it's bitten me though, Rand. Like the Division Two's end game has bitten me. I want to I want to do that grind, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly because I have found people who play it regularly, like uh, Justin Roby from Microsoft and um, uh, Eternal Rage, who's a, a friend of ours, and sometimes she watches this podcast as well. I think, and. Um, they're awesome fun to play with. So I think Division 2 might be my go-to game for like the summer, probably. But um, other than that, I honestly haven't really been playing much. I've been playing around with my new TV. Oh, QLED. yeah. You are a, a QLED owner, finally. I'm, QLED. I'm, I'm sure I had nothing to do with this. Me mentioning my <laughs> OLED every chance I possibly could had no bearing or no influence on you deciding to up your game with your right. television. It's... It's really funny, you know, because I, I was mocking you for always talking. Like every few seconds, we'd be playing Sea of Thieves, and you'd be like, "Oh man, this OLED's so good! This OLED's so good!" But when when I got the QLED and I was playing Division Two, I started doing that as well. Like going like, "Oh man, Division Two looks so good with real HDR," you know. So my previous TV had like faux HDR, you know, like the the nits were terrible and it couldn't go up to like super good brightness. And what what I got was the um, Samsung QLED Q60. Which isn't which isn't an ad, by the way. <laughs> but um, I got I got the Q60R, and the reason I got the Q60R is because it's the first TV with this sort of technology that can go down to 43 inches. So like, even though last year's QLED is regarded as slightly better, it uh, it doesn't go down to this size. Like this is the smallest the smallest good TV that I could find for myself. And it has been just absolutely perfect. I wrote about it on Windows Central, and it just like HDR, like real now HDR. Now do you understand, Jazz? Do you understand? I understand. I get it now. I get it. Like HDR has added like an extra dimension to gaming. Like, like first you got the 4K resolution, and that was great. Yeah, I can see snipers in the distance more easily. But man, HDR makes such a difference. 
And that's why I'm really excited for ray tracing because that's going to make the same kind of big leap of difference, like maybe even more of a difference. Have you tried, honestly, the best implementation of HDR I've seen is in Sea of Thieves. It is yeah, yeah, oh yeah, outstanding. Like that See, game so on OLED and the 4K with HDR looks like breathtaking. I, I, you know, say what you will about some, you know, what the game is and the content, but yeah. man, you know, they like honestly, it's like you know, getting the Xbox One X, you know, this system, and potentially even the PS5 or next gen systems. You think like, well, this is just you know, any any TV will do. But it's not. That's not true. Your TV that you that you use matters. Yeah, it does. You know. So you. you I mean, I know you got to spend a lot of money, but you need like a TV that does true HDR. We'll put, you know, we'll put like it this way, right? Panel. My um my QLED, it cost um it cost seven hundred euros, which is about it's about seven hundred dollars ish. My my phone was more expensive than that, so I'm like I'm more than satisfied with the purchase, and yeah, it's it's pricey. You know, and my, my last 4K TV cost, I think it cost about 400 euros, my last 4K TV. But, like, the leap in quality just from spending yeah. an extra 300 was so worth it. I, I bought a Samsung KU 6300 back in 2016. No, 20, 2017 for... I wanted 4K television, and it did fake HDR for the X. And it was mm. on sale for, like, 430 bucks. You know, I was happy with it. It wasn't the best. It was like a 40-inch TV or whatever, right? And then Dealer, uh, shout out to Dealer Gaming, he um, basically recommended, considering how much I game and how much I play, that you need to just go and spend, you know, a lot of money and just get all, you know, just get a really good TV. So I spent uh, like $1,600 on the LG OLED B8. And I couldn't be happier with the purchase. Like, it shames that, you know, Samsung KU. Like, now it's, you know, 55-inch TV with proper... Like, yeah, your TV matters. Your TV absolutely matters. It really does. I got a question I'm, in chat I'm from so HTalk. He says, Rand, what's a good recommendation for editing, I'm assuming, for video? I use uh, Premiere Pro. Uh, Jazz, what do you use? Premiere Pro. But Premiere Pro, yeah. It is expensive, you know. Is. There are there are cheaper alternatives to Premiere Pro that are actually getting like good traction. I think we have an article on Windows Central cheap plug there about best alternatives to Adobe Premiere Pro. Um but like if you're on if see this is one of the, the best things about Mac is that it comes bundled with like pretty solid video editing software. <laughs> like the, the Windows 10 video editing software that it comes with, which is in the photos app for some reason, is awful. <laughs> So um that's another thing Microsoft could tune up and like and that's another thing I'm gonna ask Microsoft at E3, what the hell's going on with Upload Studio? That Nothing. thing hasn't had an update for two years. I mean it hasn't had an update in like f- four years. Upload Studio's dead. They don't care, nobody uses it. But I also have another nobody question. Because it it's bad. I know. It's kind of one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Nobody used it because it hasn't been updated and they see that nobody uses it. So nobody works on it to update it. And because they don't update it, nobody uses it. It constantly feeds in on itself. And I don't, I don't think it's a priority, but I'm um, going to, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to them about it. Cause like it's, it's one of the big failings of Microsoft, the video editing stuff. And if they are going into this, trying to curate content creators and stuff into surface and Xbox with mixer and all that sort of stuff, Microsoft needs to take that stuff more seriously, I feel. But I digress. 
Rand. I want to know what you've been playing this week. Hopefully <laughs> right. you've had more time to play than I have. So before I, I, I go, I got to answer this question from Steven Sullivan, Sullivan in the Super Chat. He says, Banjo HD remake slash reboot. You think it's coming? Multiplat if yes. Oh, my dude. Like... The Banjo fans are so passionate on Twitter. So here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say about Banjo. I don't know if there's an HD remake or reboot coming, but I am confident that Banjo will be making its way to Smash. I am extremely confident. I don't think that'll be at Xbox's show. I think it'll be during like the Nintendo Direct. So you really think that Banjo is coming to Smash? Yes, I really think Banjo will be I... in Smash. I will be surprised. I'd be really surprised because it's like, I feel like they haven't used that character in a while, and it kind of it it creates an expectation of maybe Banjo making a bigger kind of comeback. I don't know if there's an appetite for that at Microsoft and stuff like that. So I I would be honestly surprised if Banjo comes to Smash. I'm I'm putting that out there right now. I would be really surprised, but I I hope it's true. And I'll tell you why I hope it's true, Ren. The Banjo fans on Twitter are crazy. <laughs> crazy passionate like, i've never seen such passion for for a character to return i don't think than banjo yeah people people have wanted banjo to return for a while people want a new banjo game i mean if there I'm is a new banjo it. game it's not being done by rare you know rare's already said that they're not interested in making any of their older stuff so it would have to be done by somebody else um so i don't know anything about a banjo game but i feel pretty confident that Banjo will be showing up in Smash. So is is Banjo on the Rare Replay collection worth playing even now in 2019? Should I, should I, I you know, here's the thing, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate in the chat. I did I don't oh, care no. about Rare at all back <gasps> in those days. Like I I I, I don't think Banjo kazooie and the Conquer games are I'm gonna hang myself here, worth playing. Uh, oh my god the only rare game that i thought was good that i had played was i thought cameo was good i thought i thought uh goldeneye was spectacular like goldeneye is one of my favorites but their platformers like conquer and uh banjo i just don't care for i never cared for them and here we go i see some people calling me say (laughs) randall fraud that's right (laughs) This is just my opinion. I don't care about any of basically any of... Oh, Killer Instinct was awesome. I used to play Killer Instinct in the arcade. Uh, so Killer Instinct is great. I don't care about any of Rare's old IPs. So, yeah. I, I just like... For some reason, I just never played any. And I think it's because, like... Nintendo 64 games were so expensive in the UK. Like, I remember... I had a Nintendo 64. The only game I had... The, I only had a few games for it. One of them was Pokemon Stadium. Which I think was bundled with the bundle that I got. I remember, like, I had Ocarina of Time, but I borrowed that from someone at school and never gave it the back. Uh, shout out to Sham. Uh, I've still got your copy of Ocarina of Time, uh, like, from 20, 20, 25 years ago or something. If you want it back, hit me up. Um, and uh, and I, asked, I, asked, I remember asking my parents if I could have Majora's Mask for Christmas, and it was, like, 60 quid or, or, or more, which was a lot back then, you know. And games... games with regular PlayStation 4 games were about 40 quid, and now they've crept up to about 50 quid. But like in the 90s, 60 quid was a lot for a single game. And my, my parents were just straight up, no, we can't afford that. So no Majora's Mask for me. But um, I mean, and that's I... why I didn't play Banjo or Conquer or, or stuff like that. I used to play like Smash Brothers, 
I had Smash Bros. I think we had F Zero and bought that second hand. But a lot, a lot of those old rare games, I just never, never, never played for some reason. I, uh, I am getting absolutely destroyed. And ch- I mean, I don't know how many times I've said this. Do I care about Nintendo? Old Nintendo stuff. I, how many times have I said my first system was an NES and my second system from Nintendo was a GameCube? Do you think <laughs> I played any of these games on the 64? No, because the Nintendo 64 was used for GoldenEye, and it was used for WWF No Mercy and WCW versus NWO Revenge. I've got, I've got to it. ask you. I've got to ask you something, Rand. Did you have the version of No Mercy that had the save bug? I don't know. I didn't own a 64. My buddies used to. Uh. My buddies did. So when we would go over to their house... We'd either play GoldenEye or we played four player uh, like Battle Royale uh, over the top ro- or whatever it was called in WCW versus NWO Revenge. Yeah, so, Revenge, man. That was such a sick game. I, was, never, was, um... I never was into Conquer or Banjo. So it, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't care. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I keep on saying that. All these different Mario Kart's cool. Uh, I'll say that. I like Mario Kart because we played Mario Kart. Like, Mario Kart's Mario great. Kart. Mario Kart. I don't cool. have. I don't really have a lot of like you know uh, nostalgia for any of Rare's older stuff, so yeah, um, me neither. And that's purely because I just didn't just didn't have them for some reason. I think even back then I was more attracted to the sort of darker, violent games like Killer Instinct and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, just didn't pass me, didn't didn't grab me. But my brother really liked Cameo, which um. I remember him playing Cameo. I'm not sure if he was into Banjo or not. Um, yeah. I don't know. But uh, I, I personally, I hope Banjo comes back for one reason and one reason alone. And that's because the fans deserve it because they're so passionate about it. And I see, I, I just can't believe the passion for Banjo. So I hope you know, it comes I, back for them. I, I played not, Mar- yeah. Mario 64. There's people who you miss Mario 64. No, I played Mario top fraud in the chat saying that i missed a lot of games in sega and snes have you not <laughs> listened before i was a sega kid i had the genesis i had the saturn i had the sega cd and the sega 32x the only games i realistically missed were snes and some of the games on 64 that's it that's it but here, here's what i'm gonna say for all you rare fans out there for those hoping that conquer and banjo comes back i pray for you and I hope that you get what you have dreamed about. I hope that Banjo make its return. And if or when it does, much like with Battletoads recently coming back, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Rip. Rip. So I hope your dreams come true, everybody in chat. This is not just this is not me hating. I just don't care. I'm sorry. I just don't care okay. about Conquer and Banjo. And I'm not going to lie and pander to people to be like, yeah, dude, Banjo should totally come back. Wasn't it so great back back on the 64? Rand, Rand, Rand. Rand. Weren't you the guy pestering Phil to bring back Blinks? I don't, I've never played Bl- Blinks. That was just a joke. Nah, I don't think it was a joke. No, it was a joke. I never, I never, I never played. Like I didn't get an original Xbox until 2004 when Halo Two came out. So the only games I played on the uh, original Xbox was <laughs> Halo Two, Halo, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Crimson Skies, and Jade Empire. Like I didn't play much on the original Xbox. I've never played Blinks. Like anytime I would ask Phil that, 
partially oh. because I know Phil doesn't like blinks whatsoever. And I'd asked for it to come back. It was all just a joke. It was all just Randall a big joke. So you're saying I can't call you Randall Blinks then? No, because I, I've never played Blinks. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, chat's roasting me. It's fair enough. You can roast me all you want. Like, I, I made this video. I love it. Ago. I'm loving reading chat right now. I'm loving it. I know. You know, you know Rand, you're loving it. You're this... loving it because of the Splinter Cell thing earlier. You were, yeah. you were really turning a knife there. I was going to say, like, or you bad mouth and conquer and banjo that's going to be bad karma for splinter cell now like yeah. splinter cell is never going to come out because you you were mean to rare fans so. yeah i know i deserve it right <laughs> we're never gonna get a new splinter cell even though what uh there's the the replica goggles that leaked in gamestop that are coming out at the end of the year and and you're you're like oh you you, you just destroy but hey i guess what goes around comes around right which is why i said I hope for all you Banjo fans and Conquer fans to get the games that you want. Just because I'm not interested in it doesn't mean I don't want it to happen. Although, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's, it's fair. But what have you been playing then? Anything? Anything? Uh, not much, man. I, I'm i in a gaming funk. And I, you know, I have people that will tweet gaming me and be funk. like, Rand's yeah. in a gaming funk. You need to play Bloodborne, which Bloodborne's on the agenda. Like, I am going to be playing Bloodborne. I just don't want to really start anything new that i think i might enjoy because i'm at this point right here and i go through this stuff like at least once a year where it's like i don't want to play anything and if i do start something it i i like immediately dislike it you know what i mean yeah i i I get that sometimes like gaming funk like i heard that term for the first time like last week and i've heard it like five times since then yeah so it it happens it happens when you play uh you know a ton of games um so gaming gaming, gaming burnout yeah oh, gaming gaming burnout I, do, do you know what happens when i get gaming burnout do you know what happens i resub to world of warcraft and that's of exactly, course you do that's exactly what happened this week right? but i resub to wow and then I, I got bored almost instantly i was like oh what am i doing and came back off it yeah um so i haven't been playing much Yes, I know people have been asking me to play Bloodborne, and that will happen. I don't want to start it because I want to like the game. I don't want to like put myself in a position where, because I'm already in the position where like Sekiro was so good, and I enjoyed the combat of that. That I don't want to be like also add on top of that. Like I'm already in this kind of feeling where like I don't really want to play a game, you know, uh, because I already know I'm not going to enjoy the stamina based combat that Sek- that Bloodborne has over. And that Sekiro doesn't, because that's one of the reasons I really enjoyed Sekiro was for the combat and the fact. I really that like stamina based combat. I really like it. I, I hate like stamina based combat. And... I hate it. Really? Yes. Why? I I've never. I don't know. I just. I never liked Sam. I just. I I couldn't really properly explain it to you. I just don't really care. Um. For. That's fair. That's fair. Um. For stamina based combat, so that's one of the reasons I really like Sekiro. It was like it felt really good to play. It was fast. It, you know, you could be on the offensive, you could be on the defensive. So I don't want to put Bloodborne in this thing where like, well, I, I I don't like the combat already, and I'm also not enjoying gaming at this moment. So it's like there really isn't anything big coming out. We're at this point in the summer where nothing really comes out, and it's like the next big game is Wolfenstein in July. But even then, that's like what a half price game. So. Mm. You're probably not really expecting much. So then you're looking at like August. You're looking for Ori 2. You're looking for Control. 
looking for Man of Madan. So hopefully I can find something. I've, I've been thinking about, I don't know, I've been thinking about playing Witcher 3. Because I got 40 hours in The Witcher 3 back in 2015. I stopped playing it because... You never finished The Witcher 3? I'm I'm just going to get people hating me more. Uh, like, I hate you now. I hate you now. You didn't finish Witcher 3. So stop I, it. I didn't finish the second DLC. I finished the base game and the first DLC. All right. So before, before I continue, uh, Samuel Pierce... Uh, thanks for super chat, brother. And El Anamanapio, he says, "What's up, fellas? I can't wait for Oddworld's next game. Oh, Been yes. a while. Yes. Hey, like as a PlayStation kid, one of my favorite franchises was Abe's Odyssey and Exodus. Soulstorm is a remake, a full-on remake of Abe's Exodus, which is incredible. So, so I'm looking forward to that. So Dealer has been giving me crap because I haven't finished Witcher Three, right?" I played Witcher 3. I, f- I freaking love the game. I'm like 40 or 50 hours into it. I just haven't finished it. <sighs> I, t- I, tell you, I tell you what the problem with Witcher is. It's one of those games where if you stop playing it and come away from it and then try to go back to it, that's the you problem don't know where you I are had. and what you're doing. You that's have the to problem I had. Again. I stopped playing it. I went to play something else, and I never went back to it. And I know if I'm when I go back to it, because I'm going to play it and beat it, I have to start over from, from the beginning. You know, because I'm I am gonna have to relearn everything, but (laughs) all right. So I might as well explain myself here, right? I back in 2015, I was on a mission. The mission was get a million gamer score. Um, Witcher 3 is an incredibly long game that doesn't necessarily give out a lot of gamer score, so I put it down to play other stuff, never went back to it. And I have this horrible habit of when games get put into my backlog and I stop playing it, that I don't go back. I always move forward. So because of my mission, you know, the the little thing I had going on, um, I didn't go back to Witcher. But I'm going to rectify that um, soon. So I think I'm going to be playing Witcher and I'm going to finish the whole thing and I'm going to use that to get out of my funk. I don't know. But that's the I, truth. I, that's the truth of the story. That's the truth. I'll do yeah? a day around. I will also restart The Witcher, and I will also finish um, Blood and Wine, which I never finished. I'll start it too. Because I, have, not, I have all the DLC. Yeah, and after E3, there's not really any games. So, like, now is, like, the best time, really, to play some to hit that backlog, right? After yeah, E3. It is, it is. It is. It is. It is the best time. And I see Bagheera in chat. The one that was giving me shit about not starting Bloodborne, he says, if you go back to Witcher, do not go after little every little treasure monster location in the world. They're completely not worth it. Crafting right. items is much better. So, right. yes, Witcher 3 will be played. Um, I just might, some of my backlog is just, I own, I own like something like 1700 games on Xbox One, and they say Xbox doesn't have any games. Uh, <laughs> some of these games I haven't played. Like I, I still have to play through Devil May Cry Five because I haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, but oh, I played God, pretty I much. I, I played pretty much all the stuff I wanted to so far this year. But the one game that sticks out like a sore thumb to me in my backlog is The Witcher Three, and I feel like a fraud. I honestly f- like some people. They'll they'll make like good memes of my la- my my you know Randall Thor right. They'll call me Randall Fraud. They'll call me <laughs> Randall Pony or whatever. Some people come up with some creative things, right? 
But honestly, I will say I do feel like a fraud because I haven't finished Witcher. I've played Witcher at least. I played it for 50 hours. I recognized the brilliance. Even back then, I knew it was one of the best games ever. But I was also in that kind of, I need gamer score. I need to complete this. And I was, you know, at like 900,000. I was so close. But I honestly do feel like a fraud. So mm. um, I'm going to try to rectify that. I'll, I'll go back to it, I think. I, I've tried to actually restart The Witcher a few times on um, on the, the higher difficulties. I don't think I went all the way up to the top. I think I was going to do it up through on hard. But um, I'll go back to it as well. And we can we can discuss our experiences. Because I want to see so, it in uh, 4K and stuff like that too. So what have I been playing this week? You're going to hmm. laugh. And people are going to roast me in chat, but I've been playing Dead by Daylight. Dead, why? Why would I roast you Dead by that? Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Are you it's like, a, what? It's a decent game. What? It's a decent game. I got, I got suckered into playing Dead by Daylight. And everybody in chat can blame Loveboat Gopher. You can add him right now. He's there. I see you, Loveboat Gopher. I see Dude, you. He convinced me to download Dead by Daylight in the chat. Or in 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 because uh, we joined Xbox Game Pass, right? Um, I even went back to PUBG for like four matches. I don't really enjoy it at all anymore. Went yeah. even back to Apex Legends for a few matches. Don't even enjoy that. Love Boat Gopher is the guy that convinced me to play Dead by Daylight. What do you, what did you think? Uh, I actually think it's kind of fun. <laughs> it is. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's. I swear, like. I've only ever played Dead by Daylight as as the villain because I have no friends, so I have to play by myself and then like express my self loathing by murdering other people. It's really fun, but um, <laughs> but when I played it when it first came out, it was so frustrating to like capture people and people have worked out how to like very very accurately strafe around every every single bad guy so they could never get get grabbed, you know, because you have to grab them and you have to stick them on a spike. And then you have to like suck out their souls or something, but then people can save them and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I felt like people were just running circles around me, and I was like this really slow moving sort of horror movie trope. And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything to stop them. Literally, just unhooking the guys in front of me. So, so like, but I haven't played it recently. I'm, I'm, I might give it another go. So we 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 play it with the full team. Me, Gopher, uh, my buddy uh, James Shields, and my buddy Magic, and it's actually fun uh it's different than the other stuff but that's only because i just i'm in that mood i just don't want to play anything else and i don't want to start anything so it's kind of it's perfect fun, for that type play, of thing. like random little games when you're not really fancy and playing anything else like yeah. um new stellaris dlc just came out on pc which adds a bunch of story stuff which i'm gonna i really want to play but i don't want to get into it before e3 because it'll be like really annoying to come away from it again and then um, Battletech on PC also got a big update, which I want to try out. Um, but again, it's it's just been too much E3 stuff. So, Rand, this so is jazz. the first, the last yeah. podcast before E3. It is. What, what, I, should, what should we talk about first? Really quickly, since since I called out my buddy Gopher, and he's probably has an anxiety attack going on right now because I, I'm blaming him for Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I'm also going to say... For anybody listening here, we have 600 people, basically. Thank you. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of people. Uh, make sure you hit the like button if you're enjoying it. Or, hey, if you think I'm a fraud for not finishing Witcher 3, hit the dislike button, I guess. <laughs> but I finished yesterday one of the greatest TV shows I've ever seen. And that is Chernobyl. 
on HBO. So since I have everybody here, if you still have your HBO subscription after, you know, not, you know, after Game of Thrones, um, watch Chernobyl. It's one of the most amazing TV experiences I've ever had. Is it a documentary? No, I mean, it's, it's about obviously the true events of what happened at Chernobyl, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a drama. It's a mini series. It's five episodes. Like it is so incredibly good that I'm kind of understating it. Like, please go watch that show. It's amazing. Have you ever played Stalker? Uh, no, I've never played Stalker. No, that's a, that's an old FPC shooter all about Chernobyl and aliens and stuff like that. I'm guessing it doesn't have weird mutants in it and, and that sort of thing. No. no no, spoilers other than the fact that it's based on true events. A nuclear reactor exploded. And yeah. So, But but you were saying, this is, this is the last podcast before E3. Uh, we're doing it today because you're going to be too busy tomorrow because you leave Friday. You're flying yeah. out there. You're going to be out among all the YouTube millionaires, uh, in the influencers, all the Xbox fans at FanFest. You're going to get wined and dined by the Xbox executive team and everybody out there. I know you can't wait for it, right? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm terrified at the amount of work and deadlines I've got next week, but um, it's always an incredible experience. Like, anyone knows is gone you know just hanging out with the xbox community and the people who make all the great the great stuff that we talk about you know the the people with the actual talent you know not the journalists the actual devs and artists and stuff like that um yeah it's it's, it's always it's humbling man it's humbling to be to be in a in a room with such passionate talented people and you're there like oh by the way i'm going to be writing about your game for my blog you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, it's my blog. Sur- it's, that- it's surreal, really. But yes. you know, I'll I'll take it because good things don't last, you know. And I want to get as much fun out of it as I possibly can. So <clears throat> I'm gonna. I mean, I'll I'll run you through some of the the games I'm going to be seeing next week if you want. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. So let's talk about that um, after. Yeah, yeah. Let Let's kind of warm up the audience okay. a little bit. Let's <clears throat> talk about something funny. Okay. So Xbox. Okay, okay yesterday made the megaton of megaton announcements i can't understand how important this is or understate how important this is and you might you guys might have seen it but we have <laughs> xbox body wash incoming folks finding you too can smell like xbox when you game uh <laughs> incredible announcement kudos to everybody at xbox australia new zealand they knocked it out of the park uh, Dude, it was like it was one of the most shared gaming stories yesterday. You know, um, uh, so like for those who don't know, yesterday Microsoft Australia New Zealand announced a partnership with Lynx, who are branded as Axe in um, America, um, but it's the same. It's the same company. It's called Lynx in Europe and Australia, and it's called Axe in America. But it's uh, Lynx Xbox is a fresh scent of pulsing green citrus featuring top notes of kaffir lime and winter lemon, aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage, and woody bottom notes of patchouli, I don't don't even know what that is, and clear wood containing a range of natural essential oils. The Xbox Lynx range comes with a sleek new look and features a body spray, deodorant, and shower gel. Amazing. Amazing. You know what? 
I don't think it's coincidence that they announced this before E3 because E3 <laughs> smells. I've been there 2016. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> Gamers stink. Wear some deodorant when you go out, for Christ's sake. Oh, man. It's, it, it, it's not, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like E3 is Sunday, or the, the conference is Sunday. The, the show floor is opens on Tuesday. I mean, I went in 2016, and yeah, there's like a, a natural aroma when you have thousands upon thousands of people jam-packed, right? So it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's warm, it smells. It's warm in there. But I, t- I tell you one thing. One thing I'm really looking forward to about E3 is having some bloody air conditioning. Because right mm. now, it's 86 Fahrenheit or 30 Celsius where I am, and I ain't got no air conditioning. There ain't no air conditioning for a 10 mile radius where I am. So, so, dude, yeah, I I went there in 2016. It stinks. And then I remember walking past somebody and the wave of BO hit me in the nostrils. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Like, dude, please. If you're like, if you don't, if you're sitting at home and you don't want to shower or not wear deodorant, that's fine. Whatever. You're in your own home, stinking in your own sweat. Right. But if you're going to be out among thousands of other people, please take a shower and wear some deodorant. For Christ's sake, be be mindful of other people around you. So, <laughs> this whole thing, this whole this whole body wash thing, like I had I had to laugh because I was like, okay. And then it's 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 New Zealand, right? It's it's Australia. So, I know some people like to hop on, like, well, you know, Xbox should spend that money on games. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I would like to see new game announcements as as much as, if not more, than pretty much anybody. Uh, you know, but I don't really think as aliens, uh, you know, New Zealand's, uh, you know, uh, ad budget was extremely large for this, but well, everybody's it's, talking it's, about it, even though, even though I knew as soon as I saw it, that the memes would start, you want to smell just, like Mountain Dew. It's just, it's you know? just a bit of fun. I see it like, like the Australian new, the New Zealand social media team, they put this together. They're the guys who did the Xbox onesie too. They do like these, these weird quirky little social social things and and it gets people talking you know it ain't they ain't making any games in xbox australia they just they're just doing social media stuff so i thought it was funny you know and i think that's that was the point right i don't know i mean i think the point is to just get people talking about the xbox brand um it but this, this, this puts me in the mind of like the xbox all you know american girl doll that they made where you could get the little doll that has xbox but i mean i i did see a tweet and I knew it was gonna come from somebody that was, and it was from VG twenty four twenty four seven. And they're like, oh, yeah. "When you want to smell like second place or third place, like uh-huh. well, VG, you knew that was coming." VG twenty four seven is like their whole shtick now is to be like edgy. You know, that's VG twenty four seven's thing now. Is that they put like they put like swear words in the, in the headlines and and you know piss people off, and that's that's just their thing now. That's VG twenty four seven's thing. And fair enough if it works for them. Fair enough, but like. It's funny because like all the people who complain, they quote to they quote tweet VG twenty four seven, which shares the article that they don't like and they're triggered about, and that does exactly what they want you to do. It's outrage clicks, right? Yeah. So if you if you want them to stop it, stop sharing it. <laughs> I, I I mean I knew I knew somebody would make that thing because it's one of the first things I thought of. You know, for a joke, like you know Xbox Xbox isn't you know winning. Whatever it doesn't doesn't really, it does never matter to me. I don't really care. A lot of people use that as like ammunition and the console war, like oh, second place. 
But I knew as soon as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, somebody's going to be like, when you really need to smell like third place. <laughs> like, I, I, that's one I saw is the, the scent of disappointment, you know? Yeah, the scent of yeah. disappointment or the smell of no exclusives or <laughs> this, you know, that, that, that Xbox stench and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, you knew, I knew it was going to happen. I knew people would make fun of it. Like, you know, they always do. But, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really care either way. It doesn't. Uh, it's a product in Australia. I have seen people like want it to be brought over here so they can buy it. But just kind of a fun topic. But back to E3 proper. You said you have a bunch of games you're seeing your impo- your appointments. I don't know. You said you can share some of it with us. So tell the people what you're going to experience. The games that you have, you're going to see behind closed doors and which ones that uh, you're well, super excited about. I'll talk about the games that are announced because, you know, they're announced and I don't want to spoil any surprises. But I'm going to be playing Monster Hunter World Iceborne, I think, checking that out. Uh, I'm also going to be uh, meeting Square Enix. So that might be one of their new games or or that the Marvel thing, maybe. I don't know. Um there's actually not a lot I can talk about. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going to be checking that out. Ooh, Cyberpunk. Do you think Cyberpunk comes out this year or next year? I think it's next year, personally. I don't know, but my I would guess it's going to be a next a next year game. I feel like we'd know the launch date already if it was a thing. God, I can't wait for Cyberpunk. I think oh. Cyberpunk. You've got to complete The Witcher before you play I, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I know. I know. I have time. Like Cyberpunk's not till, in my opinion, I don't think Cyberpunk's coming to March 2020. Witcher 3 is going to be beaten beforehand. Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Um, Dying Light 2. I'm going to be checking out too. Uh, so, I I am really excited for Dying Light 2. Like, Chris Avalon is a bit of a genius in my, in my view. And now Square Enix is publishing it too, so there's you know, there's more clout behind getting the game out there and stuff. I think, like, I think that game could be a big deal. Um, I have a bunch of meetings with Xbox that I can't talk about yet. Um, in fact, mo- the vast majority of my meetings are, in fact, with Xbox. Um, and I can't talk about any of them. In fact, I think this year I've got more meetings with Xbox than I've ever had before. My, I got is one, Xbox two, doing three, it big this four, year? They got last time, bro? Six, seven, eight. I got eight meetings with Xbox. That is like a, a lot. Like usually I don't get anywhere near that much. So, <clears throat> um, and I, I'm not even sure if, uh, if that's um, every meeting out there, you know. So uh, I'm pretty excited for what they've gone off. At. And uh, some of the meetings, I don't even know what, what we're meeting about. So there's like going to be a bunch of stuff that surprise, that's even a surprise to me. You know, and I think that's one of the cool things about this year's E3, at least from my my perspective, is that very little has actually leaked. Very little like accurate stuff has leaked. I know we've seen we've some Xbox E3 plans, and there's been fragments here and there. Like uh, Brad Sam's recently mm-hmm. announced, revealed that there will be X- Halo Infinite gameplay at E3. I mean, come uh, on, we knew that. I mean, that, that yeah, that's... we pretty much knew that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's you know, there's, there's stuff that. There is going to be some surprises, I think. Like, stuff that nobody knows about. Yeah, if like, nobody like, leaks it. <laughs> nobody leaks it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, there's stuff I don't know. You know, In fact, I, don't, I, know, actually, I actually know very little about what the plan is for E3 itself. You know, I know very little. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the surprises, and I'm glad they've kept a lid on it so far. I'm sure there are people out there who know. I'm sure Brad Sams probably knows the whole thing. 
that guy seems to know everything, but I personally don't. So I'm looking forward to being surprised. Um, but yeah, there's like there's uh, there's tons. Of, this is this is going to be a busy week for me next week. I am I am scared. <laughs> you are scared. <laughs> I'm scared. But so, one of the, one of the things you've been tweeting about recently is Gears Five. Gears Five. And yeah. some of the stuff that you heard, if true, will make like Gears Five bigger and better than before. Like, what what are you hearing about Gears Five in particular that makes you I, so excited? I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to really. talk about it. Okay. I don't want to, talk about it. I don't want to spoil it. But like, and again, I, I don't. I I don't want to spoil it. And B, I don't want to raise expectations unnecessarily if the stuff I've heard isn't true. But um, I. If the things that I've heard are true, I am super excited for Gears 5, and, you know, it could be, like, a really big deal. Right. But, you know, I want to keep my own expectations in check as well. Now, yeah. so, earlier today, Gears, the official Twitter account, retweeted the key art, which I did a video about when uh, the Ty- Taiwanese uh, Game Ratings Board, uh, you know, had the release date of September 10th, and they used that art for the box art. And people were like, Oh my god, that's the worst box art ever. That's completely fan made. And there was people that like, you know, like yes, uh, this is confirmed to be fan made box art. And then today they tweeted out, and it seems to be like it's going to be the cover, the cover art for the title. So I mean, there you go. I mean, basically the Taiwanese thing ended up being true. Yeah. Uh, you can look for September, the game early September tenth. Yeah. Where you know, even even um uh Marcus Phoenix, the voice John DiMaggio was recently at a convention and he said. The game launches on September 4th. I'm assuming that's the Ultimate Edition. Um, you yes. can play it early and stuff. So yeah, Gears 5's coming. Looks like that's the key art. And it's funny because looking at the key art, man, JD is really small in that picture. Um, he's, uh, he's not the focus of the story. I know he's not the focus of the story. And to me, when I saw that picture, I was like, Kate's obviously the main star. She's flanked on the right by Marcus and left on Queen Mera, right? Queen Mera representing her locust heritage, Marcus representing her cog, uh, you know, brethren, right? So mm. when I see that, I think of like, you know, the angel and devil on your shoulder. Which one are you going to listen to? Which one are you going to be? Is she going to mm. go with the cog and follow their footsteps? Or is she going to give into her family history? So... I don't. I don't know wow, anything about Gears Five. Point. Like I, I didn't even glean that from the iconography. But you're totally right, man. Right. So, like, because I've been of this opinion, and I don't know anything about Gears Five. But to me, what you need, and it's like, so it's like, if this is a trilogy of games, which we more than likely think it is, I'm thinking since you play as Kate and it's her story, and the locusts are back, the locusts need a leader. So in my eyes. What's going to happen in this game is that she's going to be torn between the locust and her heritage and the cog and her duty, right? And to make it more emotional, more impactful, she'll choose the locust side by killing Marcus, right? So you get rid of, uh, you know, an older character. They do this all the time with Star Wars and stuff. You killed it. Dude. From, right? And then she becomes the new locust queen right at the end of the game so then in the next gears gears six you play as jd on a mission to either kill kate or save kate it's it's perfect it's the first thing i thought of when they when they introduced this whole narrative oh man 
killing Marcus, that'd be a big deal. But you know, they've killed main characters before in Gears. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. I, th- I, I think, I think you need to do something different. They're talking about like the gameplay, but I think you need to do something different with the story. Take a little bit more risks. Right, and that would be incredibly risky. You kill Marcus off, Kate's the villain, and stuff like that. Like, I, I like think, that I idea. Like, I hope um, it happens. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe that that could happen. But like, I don't know. What if it goes the other way? What if like, what if JD becomes a villain? You know, and like Kate decides that she wants to <clears throat> pacify the okay. locust and take the locust in a different direction. But JD's like, nah, we won't reconcile with the locust. And then he kills Kate. And then he becomes like like a struggle between. Yeah, okay, like, you you could do that. You could do that. Like JD becomes the villain. Yeah, you could easily do that storyline. JD was pretty. Um, I don't know what the word is, but he was pretty aggressive in the in the original trailer, right? Like they they sort of changed the tone of his character a bit. So yes. I don't know. Yes, I, I think that's possible, but uh, well, maybe the DBs will become the main villain. No, no, I don't want any. I don't want any DB whatsoever in this game. They ruined the first, basically, two acts of Gears Four. Like the they are so, like, they have no personality. What, what if the DBs go full Skynet, uh, right? No, and no, then no, they no. amalgamate into a giant DB mech, like at the end of Gears Four, and they take over everything. And then everyone has to, the Locust and the humans have to work together against the DB threat. And then every mob you fight in the whole game is a DB. How no, about no, no. that? No, no, how about no. that? How about that run? How about no. that? How about that? How and about that? At the end, at the end, Sam Fisher shows up in a crossover, and he's like, "Sorry, sorry, Rand, no Splinter Cell is so, ever coming up." So, L and Amina Pino in the super <laughs> chat brings up an interesting question. He says, "Why predict the story? Why not just wait and see? Let the artists do their thing. Are you aren't you setting up for disappointment? No, eh, not at all. Disgusting." I, I always kind of try to see like when 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 you're presented with trailers and story stuff, you kind of already thinking in the back of your mind like how is this going to play out, right? You know, like when Avengers Endgame has their trailers come out, you're thinking like, okay, how's this all going to work? Like, what is the story beats going to happen? And I think yeah. the same for like any game that comes out. Like, what I is like going to happen? Um, the Ant Man theories about Thanos, yeah. Ant Man <laughs> going inside Thanos and like expanding. I yeah. thought that would have been. I would have watched. I would have watched that movie what was it called now Endgame. Endgame, avengers Endgame. Endgame. but interesting uh xbox earlier today they put out a tweet and they said oh what's exactly the tweet so i read it right um what is the tweet it was earlier today uh, no let me find it oh internet stop running so slow um they tweeted out, we invited something new to Xbox E3 this year. Ooh, they got something people, new. Yeah, something new. I got people new. kind of like, oh, what What could it be? Like, something new? What does that mean? Like, what, what, you know, and my honest first thought, Sony's going to be on stage at E3. You think? Sony? Mm-hmm. That's my, that's Sony? My, that, that's my first thought. Sony's going to come out on stage. Sean Layden going to come out on stage. And that's who Microsoft invited. Boom. There you go. Mark it down. Prediction time. That's what Rand what? thinks. <clears throat> well, I mean, that that is certainly possible. That is certainly possible, and that would be a big deal. I mean, uh, it felt a bit like the Game Awards was like a, almost like a foreshadowing, right? It could mm-hmm. be like Sony 
<clears throat> it could be Nintendo as well. It could be both of them. You know, it could even be Steam represented. Gabe Newell coming out on stage and saying, oh, yeah. Very well. We're... It could be. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, because I guess you could say, well, is it, can you say Sony? Is Sony something new? Like, of course it is. And I see people rand in this fantasy. I think it's some big company. I think it's it's Sony or it could be Nintendo, perhaps Steam. I mean, we already know all the first party games are moving to Steam. Maybe game comes out on there and there's some larger partnership with Steam. But I don't know. Like I just have this weird feeling from everything that's going on recently. I mean, hell, you have Jim Ryan talking about the you know future PlayStation. He talks about the Microsoft and uh yeah, Sony deal and how basically it was them worried about Google and they're you know partnering up and all these different things and I, I I don't know like I just see this moment where Sean Layden comes out on stage and there's some sort of I, I don't know what it would be I'm just speculating I'm just trying to have fun with it and that would definitely definitely raise some eyebrows people would be like what the hell's going on just like it happened at the Game Awards when when Sean, Phil, and, and Reggie showed up on stage. And now you have crossplay. You have crossplay from the beginning in Call of Duty, right? It seems like the barriers between companies and gaming in general is just kind of slowly retracting a little bit. Here. Or, or the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And really mm. what they're doing is gearing up to go to war against Google because Google wants to screw up gaming forever. How about I mean, that, that is, that is possible. That? And, and maybe maybe Sony's just like you know what we can do stuff with Xbox because we'll always beat them. We're bigger than Xbox, but we're 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 a little bit unclear about Google because Google's got money to throw around, and if they're in it, they they might be in it to win it. So you might as well partner up with the person that you know you can beat uh, all the time than someone you're not sure about, kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's an, that, it's an interesting thought. I mean, ah, man. If they present a unified front, that would like, and actually, and actually, it's more than just a gesture. Like that blog post where they were like, Sony and Xbox announced a partnership, blah 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 blah, and stuff like that. I felt like that was more of a a gesture than anything concrete. I hope that if they do present together on stage, that it's more than just a gesture, and we get some actual meat behind what the partnership is and what it represents like if um if microsoft's going to share their x cloud technology to power playstation now that'd be great to hear you know mm -hmm. um uh, you know and stuff like that and if that means like you can get x cloud on running through a playstation 2 and you can get playstation now running through an xbox that'd be great to hear you know but i just hope it's more than just like a sort of gesture i hope there's actually something in it for the fans and not just Oh, look at us. We like each other now. Yeah, you know. yeah. I hope hopefully there's something substantial. But uh, shout out to yeah. Gunstar. He says, Why, why, why Wednesday? Nobody told me. That's why I don't send out a tweet until an hour before the show starts. Um, yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's weird. There's not gonna be any podcast next week either, because I'm just gonna be yeah. too damn busy. Jez Jez will Jez will be at the show, so there won't be a podcast uh with Jez next week. We'll have to wait for the yeah. week after. But uh hey, we almost have seven hundred people here. Hit the like button. I see we have like 200 likes. Uh, you know, let's get that up to 300 before the end of the show. That'd be pretty crazy. And if you're listening to it later, if you're enjoying it, hit the like button. Um, mm. Just you, you Me. leaked something yesterday. I did. Something very interesting and intriguing about how Xbox gamer tags are going to be changing in the future 
um tell us a little bit about it tell us tell us what's going on like basically xbox has become a discord now huh no that's not the case um it's a bit it's not as complicated as i initially thought it was actually because like <clears throat> i get like fragments of information sometimes and uh i'm things get misinterpreted like i misinterpreted some things on that and then i also folded in some of my own speculation into the article about how it would work if it was similar to Discord, because it was described to me as similar to Discord. But actually, it's not similar to Discord, and I'll tell you why it's not. The only similarity to Discord is these new um, pound sign and then code numbers at the end. And the reason they've done this is because they're changing, they're changing the rules on how gamer tags work. So the first thing, the most Im important thing to know about the, um, the gamer tag stuff is that you won't lose your existing gamma tags. You won't lose them. If, if you're happy with your gamma tag now, if you have an OG gamma tag, you'll keep that gamma tag and you won't get the pound sign number code at the end. So like my gamma tag is Jez, just Jez. I won't lose that, thank God. Right. And I won't lose gamma. my OG tag, Randall Thor 19. Nobody's no, taking won't. it from me. No, you won't. But like if someone else wanted to be called Jez, they get the number at the end. So there like can someone... only be one jazz. There can only be one jazz. There's not yeah. there can't be multiple. But it's like someone on Twitter earlier said. Um, someone on Twitter was saying to me earlier, like they're called Jez77 on Xbox Live because Jez was already taken a thousand times, right? Now, the reason they've done this is because um it's hard to think of a unique gamma tag. So like now when people register on Xbox Live or Android or whatever, one of the one of the problems they they encounter is that they can't think of a unique gamma tag, you know, and they sit there trying to figure one out for ages and ages and ages. Now they'll just be able to go straight in, my I want my gamma tag to be Jez. They'll get a code at the end, boom, job's done. They want if they want to come up with something unique that doesn't have a code, you can still do that too. So you can still have like an OG gamma tag if you want. But this sort of lowers the barrier to actually getting onto Xbox Live. And um, <clears throat> mobile users especially, they don't want to be sitting around, messing around on their phone trying to think of a gamma tag. They just want to sign up and get into the game. And that's like, I think that's where some of this change comes from. Um, so on top of that as well, this new system will allow for non-Latin characters. So like people in Japan where Xbox has historically been very unpopular, people will be able to have Japanese characters in their gamer tags now. And in games where, and then this is where I got confused about the whole display names thing. In older games, which don't adopt this new system with, with the new characters, they will get a display name. So like, they'll be like something, something hashtag number, you know? And it ensures that nobody has like a duplicate name and you'll still be able to like, if you don't have a Japanese keyboard, you'll still be able to find that person theoretically, I think. So um, this will help Xbox gain more appeal in non-Latin alphabet using markets mm -hmm. like Japan. Okay. It had to happen for them to expand. It'll also reduce the time it takes to actually get signed up to Xbox Live, which is got to happen for PC. <clears throat> PC and mobile. Sorry, guys. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, and and that's it, really. There's no real change. Um, because you still won't be able to have the same 
gamer tag as someone else, you still your gamer tag is still the thing that gets displayed in all games and stuff like that. All it means is that it's just easier to make a gamer tag that you want now. You know, it won't like it won't kick you out if you don't if you don't have it if it, the system doesn't have the name you want, it's not going to force you to come up with a new one. You know, so that's basically all it is. So it sounds pretty simple. Doesn't really seem like um, that big of a deal. It just seems like Microsoft um, trying to just uh, I don't know, like Phil always talks about gaming for everybody. Yeah. Right. And I know people do have complaints being like, well, I can't get I can't get the, the tag I want, right? But on Discord, that's really not an issue. And he, I think people are even saying on Battle.net, it's the same thing there. Um, like, my buddy has the gamertag Sam. And he's constantly getting messages from people who are like, I want to play with my friend Sam. Let's play. And they think he's their friend Sam from school. Right? <laughs> So he constantly is getting stuff like this. So you can imagine most kids when they sign an Xbox, maybe they want to use their real name. Maybe they have a nickname, but the nickname more than likely is taken, especially if it's a three letter name. So now anybody can just be whoever they want. You know, if I want to be Jez, I'll be Jez. I'll be Jez hashtag zero two four. You know? Yeah. Uh, But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not changing my gamer tag. I'm Randall Thor 19 for life. Yeah, exactly. And you like know, the like, people who have the OG gamer tags, if you have a special gamer tag like Jez or or whatever, um, it, you'll stand out even more now because you won't have a, a pound sign in your username. It's mainly for people who sign up as new, and like like you say, like younger generations who they're completely new to Xbox Live. Maybe they've only used Discord and other systems where you can have whatever name you want, and it isn't tied to your username, like Twitter, for example. <clears throat> On Twitter, on Twitter, you have your your at name, and then you have your display name, stuff like that. And um, there isn't the the way display names work on Xbox Live isn't changing either. Like you can have like your display name now and share it with friends or share it with everyone. That's like your real name, quote unquote. Um, you're still your gamertag is still going to be your unique identifier on Xbox Live, but it's just going to make it easier for people to sign up. That's that's really the only real change here. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah that's it that's it that's it so i'm seeing I'm, i was just i was just on twitter i seen that uh potentially tomorrow destiny bungie are gonna announce uh cross save huh yeah so that's another league uh some data miners like people have been data mining patches that have been hitting games this week in in preparation of new announcements and i know uh mikey barrow has been a massive proponent of this like he's been tweeting about he wants to use his save his, his, his character progression on PC and then take that to Xbox and stuff like that. Apparently, that's coming if it's real. I think it is real, personally. Uh, that kind of... Uh, yeah, that, that'd be interesting. It's definitely one of those games where it probably needs that. Um, but I, yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, that's interesting. Is that... It's kind of funny. It's like they 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 split from Activision and now oh here you know now we got crossplay or or if Sony's really at that point now where like Call of Duty has it, Dauntless launched with it, where they're like you know what, I mean the gates are open, you know. So Sam Tobis says cross save, but potentially not for PlayStation Four. Mm. So Xbox and PC, that's a eh, I mean PlayStation does have like the exclusive content stuff, so. Yeah, that'd be uh Yeah, that might cause some sort of 
conflict with the system or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Xbox E3, where you know, this is the last show. How hyped are you for this, Jez? Because you know, like leading up to it, like you know, like a month ago, I was like, hey, you know, E3, but then I sure as it like you know, the sun comes up every day. As soon as we get close to it, I just get so excited and I get so happy because I love E3. I, I, I honestly enjoy watching these conferences, even if they're bad. Like last year's, I thought Sony was didn't put on a particular good show. But you know what? Like I love I love seeing new trailers for video games. I love seeing new video games get announced. Like this is my favorite hobby in the world. And I just love seeing all like the passion around it, all the new stuff being shown. And I don't know, like I am super hyped, even without Sony being there, like for everything that's going to happen. I know this is the year before next gen. So maybe some people are holding things back like Rocksteady already announced that they're not going to be D3. Boo Rocksteady. How long does it take to make a game? Huh? Huh? Batman Arkham Knight came out in 2015. Four years already. So is your game not going to be ready till 2021? It'll be six years. How long does it take to make Suicide Squad? <sighs> and, and, and Batman and, and Warner Brothers Montreal, you better be announcing that Batman game soon. I need Batman in my life. It's, uh, four years is a long, long time. But I'm just saying, I, I'm excited. I, I just wonder how excited you are. It's, you know, it's different being on the press side, you know. It really oh, is you different. you got to work. You got to go to meetings and stuff. You know, it's it's kind of sad, really, that um, sort of seeing the way the inner workings of it sort of takes a bit of the the magic out. And I'd I'd love to like, I, like there might be one year where I just I just tell my boss, you know what, I'm booking two weeks off across E3. Um, I'm just going to enjoy it as a fan. <laughs> you guys can do the work, but um, as a fan, there's so much to look forward to. You know, um, so many games so much new tech all the big announcements platform stuff learning about the future of what xbox is 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 the most exciting thing for me right now because i i already believe in the games you know i i trust that the games are coming i'm just curious where all this sony nintendo friendliness is going that's where i'm what i'm super curious to find out you know um but yeah you know i don't it's weird because like I don't want to be too overexcited because people be like taking my hype as an indication that they should be hyped and then they end up getting disappointed and they'll be like, oh Jez, well you were hyping this, you know. I've almost got like overhyped PTSD after Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, I mean like sometimes I understand that because um, you know, I put out my preview video where I was throwing out predictions about like, hey, you know, what I think is gonna be there. And obviously I said Rocksteady Suicide Squad was gonna be there. <laughs> so like, you know, Bagera was like, Oh, you remember when you said this rant looks like it's not happening? It's like it's a guess. It was always a guess. Like it's a wish. I like if I were to like legit try to sit down and, and think of what was going to show hundred percent, I wouldn't have said Rocksteady. But I wanted it to be there. I, I was, it was basically me trying to wish it into existence. And I don't know like the lineup of the games. I was just like, okay, here's what makes the most, sen- most, most sense and stuff, right? Um, so I don't know. I, I know people will do the same to you too, right? Like, um, like they, your, your prediction list was like basically taken as like the truth when it was more um, 
uh, just like you, you not really knowing anything, but people, you know, when you say stuff, people, people tend to listen. So, you know, they get on you about that stuff, right? Yeah. You know, and that's why on, on this year's prediction article, I put a massive, huge banner saying, this is just guesses. You know, I put a huge disclaimer at the top of my article this year and people still didn't get it. But um, I don't like doing predictions because, you know, if you if you're wrong, then people people think your info is wrong. You know, so I don't think I'll do one next year. I think I might I might do one much earlier, like much earlier than E3, like a month before E3 and just be like, this is what I I hoping to see at E3, you know, but um, but the thing is, I can still do that because this I don't really know that much about it what they're going to show you know and i've seen like aaron greenberg tweet teasing things on instagram like got some new swag in for a game we're announcing at e3 i don't know if you saw this but aaron, well, aaron, greenberg, aaron greenberg posted on his instagram story um got some new swag in for a game we're announcing at e3 and it's like it's like a backpack with um like almost like a camouflage pattern on it so like what could that be what, what could, could it be what, what do you think what do you think it could be a, a, a new mech assault I, I don't know. It's like, how do I derive from a blurry image of a backpack what the hell the game could be? It's just sort of like, it just sparks the imagination, doesn't it? You know, I like. Really I does. really, I would love to get a new Mech, mech Assault though, because I love mechs and I love that IP. And BattleTech on PC has been amazing, and um, I'd love it if Microsoft like made that a pillar, a pillar franchise for Xbox, the Mech Assault stuff. But, um, oh, that that would that would be pretty cool if they did. It's like Daggy Keener just said in chat. I always keep my expectations in check. I honestly feel like I have to do that now, and that's bore. I know that's boring, and I know YouTubers, you know, are supposed to be super hype about everything twenty four seven. But I really want to keep my expectations in check and just be just be blown away on the day. I hope right. So. Well, what about what about Fable, Jazz? Because it's talked about. I mean, every year since it was kind of, you know, reported on by Cloberl and then confirmed by Eurogamer, uh, you know, there, there's talk that it's going to be revealed this year. There was the leak, quote unquote, yesterday, which in my video I said was completely fake. You said was completely fake, right? Yeah, I, I've, I've heard like there's some stuff in that leak that I've heard probably isn't true. So, um. I don't believe it. <clears throat> and also, I saw the video. Sorry for the, the sore throat, guys. Um, but I saw the video that was attached to that Fable leak, and it was super fake. It had, like, a huge white glow all over it. And they put the white glow on it to stop you reverse image searching any of the frames. Because if you do that, you'll probably find that the, the scenery was from some 3D artist's DeviantArt page or something like that, which is what happened with some of the previous leaks of the 3D, 3D um, art that was supposed to be from Fable. It was actually just some student's profile. Some talented student had made some fan art or something. Um, <clears throat> so I don't believe that's real. And as much as I want to believe that Fable will be teased or revealed at E3, I don't believe it at this time. <gasps> No, I mean I also threw I'd love that to be in my. I, I threw I'd that love in my to be wrong. Trying to I'm going to say that. I want. I want to say that run first. I would love to be wrong, and I don't know for sure, but I just sort of feel it that it's. I mean, I'm not. Still early still. The thing with Fable is it's it's still far out. 
still two years away, I think. Uh, with three, probably three years from from even coming out. Like, I don't really expect Fable until realistically 2022, maybe 2021, if you're lucky. Yeah. And yeah, the common thought is they'd save that for you know next year, uh, E3 2020. I just thought like, all right, this would be cool to have this year, you know. And and then Phil comes out and was like, 14, <laughs> four, we got 14 Xbox Game Studio games, right? Yes. But that quote, so like, I know, like, oh, hype up Xbox, hype up E3, but it's like that particular tweet it gets people's like, they think, oh my God, 14 brand new games when in realist reality, it's really not because you got stuff like Outer Wilds or not Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds, which okay. while not published by Microsoft, technically, since they own Obsidian, is an Xbox Game Studios title. So you got it. You sitting there thinking like, so is Outer Why Outer Worlds count as one of the fourteen? Because if it does, that's like, well, it takes up an, an important spot. But then you also think like, you know, Wasteland three uh, and stuff like that. So when you actually kind of like get down into it, you're like, oh man, I, you know, w- what's really going to be new? Like brand new games. And well, like, what, oh, um, <clears throat> what? I mean, do you want to dissect the quote? I mean, sure, we can dissect the quote. Yeah, I mean, like, let's dissect it. Let's dissect what Phil let's said. Let's dissect this quote. Get your scalpels out, lads. We're going to have a look at this in depth, right? What did Phil actually, actually say? Right, I this mean, is what Phil actually, actually said. Just finishing our final E3 rehearsal here with the team in Redmond. Feel really good about the briefing. Lots to show. We have 14 Xbox Game Studio games in the show this year. More first-party games than we've ever had in the show fun times so now there are a lot of games that we know about gears 5 yeah is one of them. that's one that's gears 5 big one halo infinite big one so that's two uh-huh and then you've got forza dlc most that's likely big one that's big three. one yep you got wasteland and that's four and you've got outer worlds Okay, but then some people would say, Jez, they can't include those because they're not first-party games, but they're I not think... Xbox Game Studio games know, because they're I... not published by Microsoft. I think Microsoft sees those as Xbox Game Studio games. Personally. And I completely agree with you. I think they are seen as Xbox Game Studio games. So, I mean, the thing, thing is, he didn't say first-party, did he? He said Xbox Game Studios games. And then what they was are his, Xbox that games was his, studio games? What was the quote right after it though? More first party games than we've ever had in the show, but there was a comma. I know. So is, I know. Is, is, is he making that distinction? I don't know if he is. Yes. So I, I agree with you. Outer Worlds counts, and I agree with you that Wasteland 3, if they show it, counts. So that's five. Gears Tactics, if they show it, counts because that's published by Microsoft Games. Uh, Microsoft Studio, or what, what's the, the the Microsoft Global Publishing, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's essentially six. Ori two counts, even though Microsoft doesn't own the IP, or no, Microsoft owns the IP. They don't own the studio. It's published by Microsoft Global Publishing, so that's basically seven. Battletoads, similar situation to Ori, so that's eight. Um, any of the Minecraft games, whether it's Minecraft earth or minecraft dungeons or minecraft itself uh gears pop 
um, State of Decay 2 DLC. Like, when you start actually thinking about it, it's like, well, we're really getting close to 14 here, you know? Uh, so Isn't it's like, like hmm. age, age two, age of empires, two, age yeah. three, definitive edition that counts as one that counts as the other. So you're getting down to it, and that's where you know, uh, Brad Sams, who has a lot of very good info, said that they're going to be showing three new IP, and so essentially, it would be 11 games that we know about plus three new titles. And that's what I said in my video when I talked about this. I expect two to three new games from Xbox. So one of those is Bleeding Edge. Yes, one of those um, for sure is Ninja Theory's game. So so some guy says, if it's not developed by an Xbox game studio, then it's not first party. Here's the thing. While you may not consider it that the case, Microsoft considers anything they publish through Microsoft Global Publishing, like Battletoads or Ori 2, to be first party. Uh... So and so those games would count. And since Obsidian is now owned, even though Outer Worlds is technically a 2K game, it's it's an Xbox Game Studios title because it's by a studio made by Xbox. So I'm saying, like, kind of you gotta just rein it back a little bit. So essentially three new games, three new IPs, one of them being Ninja Theory, Jazz, right? Yeah, that's one. What are the other two then? The other two, because the other two gets like, if it's new IPs, that's really interesting because that rules out something like Killer Instinct 2, which I think is going to be announced next year. I think Killer, I think Killer Instinct 2 is 100% happening, but it's going to be announced next year. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think Fable is going to be announced this year, even though I have it in my video because I want it to happen. I think they're saving that for next year, but that wouldn't be a new IP. It's too early for initiative, right? I think it's way too early for the initiatives game. Um, so what's what says, are you for sure on this or this is your inception about what Microsoft considering games they publish that studios they don't own to be first party? Jazz, can you can you back me up on this? Yeah, I mean it is an assumption. But just from having frequent conversations with Microsoft, it just feels like that's how they'd see it. Kind of. I mean, I've been told constantly, like, even though I don't consider Ori 2 first party, they do. I mean, I've had this conversation with them uh, quite often. Like, they consider anything they publish to be first party. Um, so... Yeah, that's where it gets interesting because I, I really like two other new IP. Like, what exactly could it be? Um, could Obsidian's second game be ready to show, Jez? Could Compulsion's new game be ready to show? But the thing about Compulsion is they're a pretty small studio, and aren't they still working on DLC for We Happy Few that they which, promised in the past? Yeah, which, what if that shows up on stage? That would count as one. Watchdogs or uh, the, the DLC for yeah the, yeah the DLC for We Happy Few whatever it is yeah so I don't know that's where it gets interesting because I can think of one new IP and if there really is two because I do think Brad knows what he's talking about I think a lot of the information that Brad get is legit as legit gets maybe not Brad- all of it but like his Halo Battle Royale stuff like I think they probably prototype some sort of Battle Royale mode maybe you heard about it but like yeah, like I, I read... think for sure they experienced. I think for sure they experimented with it, and Brad just heard that they'd been experimenting with it. But Brad's info is rock solid. The guy knows his stuff, and you should trust Brad. 
Mm-hmm. So, so when he says three new IP, I believe that he knows. Yeah. So I can, knows. Yeah. So like I, I know one and that's Ninja Theory's game. So the other two, it's exciting. Three new IPs. This is exactly what people wanted, you know? So if that, I don't know, if my, if, if someone had said to you a year ago that Microsoft was going to announce three new brand IP at Xbox Z3, you all would have been flipping your lids, being super excited. Three new IP? Because of what's the running narrative? Microsoft hasn't announced a new IP in years, right? Well, they're going to announce the three thing, of them this it's year. Like, it's so, sometimes you just don't know what they mean, though. It's like, is it going to be a PC exclusive like Gears Tactics? Is it going to be a mobile game like Gears Pop? It's mm. like, Mm, yes you can't like you can't have that expectation now that three new ip in microsoft ease in microsoft's language that necessarily means three games you're going to be interested in because they've got they've got their hands in so many different pies now minecraft earth is technically a new ip and uh that's never come on xbox because it requires augmented reality and the camera yeah but you know what I, i think people are fine with minecraft earth being a mobile game like I think people are fine with Gears Pop being a mobile game. Like th- it's a game for mobile. What people aren't fine with is Gears Tactics in a in a genre that works on Xbox right now with XCOM and Mutant Year Zero being a de facto PC exclusive for well, no reason, for no te- like I was for- using I was using that as an example. Like you you don't know if if the game's going to be on the game's going to be for you, so it's hard to be that excited when Phil says, when Brad says there's going to be three new IP, that could mean three games you ain't interested in on platforms you don't own, because True. that's Microsoft's new broad approach, and Gears Tactics is coming to Xbox. I am yeah. like 95% yeah. certain. But not day one. Not day one. Not You're day right. one. But there's no reason it shouldn't be their day one. I don't care what anybody I says. Care. I don't care what anybody at Xbox tells me. Gears Tactics should be their day. Like, I understand Age of Empires a little bit because Age of Empires is a very in-depth RTS. You can't do that with the controller. However, 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 you have mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox One now. I don't understand the trepidation for them not to just say you can play Age of Empires on the Xbox unless it literally can't run which would be understandable. Just come out and say, you know what? Age, age, these games don't run on Xbox, but I would, I think they can because I think they can run on a potato. I think, I think right? part of it might be they're waiting to get more wireless mouse, mice, and keyboards into the market first because the ra- the Razer turret is the only wireless keyboard that I'm aware of that's compatible with the Xbox One, and it is great, but my God, it is expensive. It's like three hundred dollars, I think. And like you can't expect people to play three hundred dollars for a mouse and keyboard just for a couple of games. I think like the market has to mature a bit on that front before they can start doing it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, if they start selling those games, they'll create a demand for it, you know. So it, I don't get it either. At the right. end of the day, so Al Paul says, why does DLC count as a new game? I'm assuming he means like Forza Horizon or We Happy Few or State of Decay. I mean, the tweet literally just says 14 Xbox Game Studios titles. Like, if they're showing Forza Horizon 4, that counts as one, even if it's just for an expansion. You know? You didn't say full games. You gotta look at the tweet and realize that Phil master at PR when it comes... <laughs> There's a reason he said it the way he said it, you know? Um, 
but it did kind of skirt it around. Yeah. <laughs> so it builds up hype and it gets people who wouldn't know better to like really like, oh my god, 14, but then you break it down and think about you know what Microsoft would consider. But but anyways, like back to the keyboard, because this is this is a big distinction, like in my opinion. Like Xbox is a platform now. Uh, it's not just a console. It's also PC. It's going to be mobile, right? And there already are some differences like, you know, Xbox Live Gold on, on the console, like to play multiplayer. Yeah. You know, so like you, you got to pay for the single, you got to play for the um, the multiplayer on Xbox, but not on PC, which, okay, whatever. Like, hopefully they drop gold in 2020 or something with the start of new consoles and they make everything just the same. But the issue is, is I see like something like gears tactics and I just kind of look at him like, there's no reason that game shouldn't be on the Xbox and nobody's clamoring for gears pop or, or Minecraft earth to be on Xbox. Cause they see what that game is. It's a mobile game, right? But now we're constantly told Xbox is a platform, play your games wherever you want to play them with wherever you want to play them. Some people are like, Phil, I want to play Gears Tactics on my Xbox. You're, 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 you're basically ignoring the Xbox console fan base to go after the PC crowd. And, and I get why, because there's growth to be had when you're yeah. moving on to Steam. I get it. You want to throw the PC guys a bone, so you're making them exclusive of some kind. But it makes no sense to me that Gears Tactics isn't there day one. I don't want to hear about, well, Halo Wars 2 failed because PC gamers didn't buy it. I don't want to hear the excuse that, well, we can't sell the game on the Xbox store because uh, you need a keyboard and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, well, you sold Kinect games on the Xbox store that required Kinect and nobody seemed to care now, but suddenly you care now. It doesn't make sense to me. If you want the game to be everywhere, you want to put everything everywhere. I don't understand why Gears Tactics isn't on Xbox. I don't understand why Forza Sport isn't on Xbox. It might just be a case of, you know, splash damage. You're not having enough people, you know. And I realize that's the whole the whole shtick behind why UWP exists, so you can make games that port easily across systems, but I think by allowing them to focus on one paradigm, it does like just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, it does Ooh, allow devil's them to, advocate jazz. I like devil's advocate jazz. Yeah, just, just to play devil's advocate, it does allow them to focus on one paradigm and uh, focus on one audience and make a more focused game. And I think like one of the things they are worried about following from Halo Wars Two is making a game that tries to appeal to two different audiences effectively and then failing. I think that is really what it's about. Is that like? They don't want to make a game that tries to appeal to two different audiences with two different set uh, with two different sets of expectations about what a tactical game should be, and ultimately fail. And um, you know, we don't know. We everyone assumes that it's going to be identical to XCOM. It might not be. You know, it might be like it needs more. It needs more th- forethought to properly translate over to console. We don't know. You know, and XCOM originally released on PC before it came to consoles. Like. It was years on PC before it came to consoles. So, I don't know. I'm willing to give them the benefit of doubt on that one. And I do totally believe Gears Tactics will be on Xbox, because why wouldn't it be? And I think it'll be on Xbox with controller support too, because it works fine in XCOM. Exactly. Exactly. This isn't an Age of Empires game where I understand 
right? It doesn't translate well. And I would be fine with it not... Like, I don't want to play Age of Empires. I don't... Let me get this straight. I don't care about Age of Empires. I don't care about Forza Street, right? If Xbox is a platform, which it is, then everything needs to be treated roughly the same. There's no reason why Gears... Especially when you have keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox One, where you can literally plug in a keyboard and mouse and play. There's no reason that your own games that support keyboard and mouse shouldn't be on the console. Yeah. You know, like, we, we praise... You know, like Gears 5 coming to Steam, Halo Infinite coming to Steam. And everyone's like, this is the right strategy because Halo Infinite's going to have this huge new audience. Microsoft's MAUs are going to up because everybody's got to log into Xbox Live. They're going to sell more copies of the game. They're going to make more money, yada, yada, yada. But then when you have these other games, these PC exclusives, it's like, well... It, it it's like well wait what, so why is this only on PC like I thought everything's the same now and I don't really I mean I don't even care about Gears Tactics like XCOM's not my jam you know what I'm I saying mean, sure it's, man it's, it's, I, it's I, the principle I get it it's the principle it. that that makes me angry I get it I get it I, maybe I'll try and get some answers out of him at E3 you know because it does it does send a, it does send a message in a way but like. I think there's a business reality that's that's just stopping it from happening at this at this point, you know. And I think I also think like they are. I think this is inspired by the Halo Wars Two postmortem, where they sent a message to PC gamers that this was going to be a dumbed down game for PC, and ultimately it was. You know, Halo Wars Two, as fun as as fun as it is, is nowhere near as complex as StarCraft. It's nowhere near as complex as something like Total War. It's very, very basic, and they made it basic because they had to bring it to console, you know. So, I think that's that. Well, Alex Wilson says in Super Chat, thank you for the support. He says, I think the Gears Tactics issue is more around focus development with an external studio. I love your rant, but Christ, man, can we play Ori 2 while waiting? I agree with you. Where's Ori 2? Let's get let's get the game of the year, the real game of the year August. out. It's coming Come out on. in August. I know, August. I know. That's so... I mean, we only got two months to wait, basically. Three months to Gears 5. The games are coming. Um, I just... yeah, the, I, I'm cool with the Xbox games going everywhere. Like, I don't care. As long as I can play on my Xbox, I don't care. I'm, I'm all down for the idea of, of Gears having a bigger audience, of Halo being enjoyed by more people. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that more people are going to play a game. Uh, you know, like, I'm not... I'm not a fanboy in that sense. I do enjoy Xbox and that's my primary thing, but I just, and I don't even care about the PC games. It's just the principles, what bothers me because you're, it's like, they talk about, they talk about play what you want, where you want with who you want. And I agree. Like that's a great message, but it needs to work all directions. Like if you're doing it, it needs to work both ways. (laughs) Oh, you can't just join the master race man i don't i don't want a game on pc and i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of people that do i'm sure there's plenty of people in this chat here that have a pc i mean most people own pcs i own a gaming pc but i use it to edit i just don't care about gaming on pc i you just know, i do, play I do get this i do get this message a lot people dm me and say jazz i'm an xbox owner but what's the point of owning an xbox now shouldn't i just get a pc and i say yeah if you want to get a PC, yeah. get one. And he's like, "But I don't want to get a PC." And I'm like, "Well, then get well, a console." Well, don't get it. Don't get a PC then. You know, See, they're, like... they're confused because this all goes back to how 
video game consoles used to be sold and like hyped up and the whole thing around it, like the tribe mentality, like you bought the system, it had the games, you met the people. And a lot of people have like, what do they call it? Purchase identity where like you buy a product and then you invest some of yourself into the product. So when people attacked Xbox and you buy Xbox, you, you feel that it's not an attack on Xbox. It's an attack on you, right? Because, because Xbox and the things that you buy are an extension of yourself, right? Which I've never had an issue with. People can hate on Xbox all day. It's perfectly fine. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me, right? But for some people, they get really, really invested in this sort of stuff. Really, really invested. Um, and obviously we can tell gaming's changing by the day. Like Xbox is literally putting their games everywhere that they can. Uh, cross plays happening, cross saves happening. Like who knows what game is going to look like in five, six years. Um, so I think a lot of people are, they just, they, they're just confused. They're like, I buy the game. I buy the system because of the exclusives, but now the exclusives aren't there. And it's like, okay, well, do I buy a PC? And then you're like, well, yeah, but buy where you want, play where you want. And they're like, but I don't want to play on PC. It's like, well, buy the console then. I, I, some people have yet to come to grips with this like whole reality. It's very weird. And I think it'll be even more, I, I don't know, like they're, they're being pretty forefront. I, I'd expect a big PC talk at the conference. And I think people, uh, maybe you won't have to deal with this stuff in the future, but you never know. Um, it's 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 they're treading on they're treading on charted waters and there is a balance to strike you know there's like a balance between seeming to favor pc more and chasing that audience and then there's a balance to strike between being more console oriented because that's one of the the pc audience it always just assumes like microsoft really dumbs down everything for pc and blah 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 microsoft has done so much damage in their relationship between the windows and pc gamers over the years we don't even need to talk about games for windows live and you know the the whole mess that was and and all the other stuff you know there's, there's the windows store too and you know i've been banging on about that non-stop for like years at this literally years at this point but you know that it finally the political situation at microsoft has shifted in such a way that they can start bringing about real change for the consumer audiences they want to appeal to and it's going to be a bumpy road because they're doing they're doing things with they're doing things with systems that have been in place for years and years and years in an attempt to grow and improve things for everyone involved you know so i remember like do you remember people freaking out when quantum break was the first yeah. xbox play anywhere game i people freaked out like yes. crazy about that uh, I distinctly remember. I remember Phil Spencer having to lay the smackdown, you know, on that. Uh, I mean, because yeah. because it was a change. It was it was basically different from anything that had happened in the past. You know, yeah. Xbox Play Anywhere, like games on PC. But I don't know. We'll 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 find more about their PC stuff at probably E3. But L Menopio has a question in, in Super Chat. He says, what do you think will be the narrative Xbox Game Studios will be focusing on during the E3 presentation to best illustrate their position in the game space? Um, I don't really think they'll it'll be a narrative other than like, hey, we got a lot of games and we got a lot of studios and we're making a bunch of games for you to play in Xbox Game Pass on, a, on PC or Xbox console. 
Console exclusive. Console exclusive, right? Xbox Game Pass exclusive. Yeah. Um, that's what I expect. I don't I don't expect I don't expect there to be like an overarching theme for their games. I just expect there to be like, we have games now. Here's a bunch of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I think like then the common theme that uh Phil Spencer has brought to E3 is that it's supposed to be about games. And honestly, the fir- the first E3 of this generation for Xbox was all games too, mostly, you know. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of Connect stuff here and there, but I think Microsoft has delivered on bringing raw back-to-back game stuff to its shows. And I think like a lot of the a lot of the extra stuff like the systems and and the new updates, they'll be like in very small announcements and then sort of fleshed out in interviews post showcase. But I think like it's mostly going to be games. Jez, we got to add a new thing to our announcer voice, right? Like Xbox and X cloud exclusive. Like we got to add a new, a new like thing. It's got to be Xbox and Tesla car exclusive <laughs> i wonder if like we have to sign in with your xbox live account when you sign into cuphead on the tesla car you know what's funny i was talking to some friends last night and they say if that cuphead which by the way cuphead is coming to tesla the car yes on the dashboard i guess right <laughs> i have friends that said if that offers a new achievement list like a, a like a a, a, a stack as they say in the the uh, the achievement community, they will go rent a Tesla to get the achievements. <laughs> They'll rent the Tesla to get the achievements. Isn't that crazy? That's you crazy. Wow, that is Xbox uh... and fridge exclusive. Mm. <laughs> wow, Internet of Things exclusive. Man, this cuphead on a on a car. Isn't that just going to make you crash? I mean, yeah, okay. The Tesla cars have like the auto driving feature, but like you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting there in your Tesla on the freeway in autopilot mode, and you're gonna be playing Cuphead, and you're gonna be getting really angry, and then when you have to take control away from the autopilot, you're gonna have some like mad rage built up, and gonna like I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird times. I want to see Cuphead on a fridge now, though. You've said that. Yes. Fridge, fridge exclusive. You know, we had a question on Twitter. Somebody wanted us to talk about SpongeBob SquarePants battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. <laughs> uh, uh, what? What? What is this? They, uh, they are. They talk, are. Basically, really... give me give me the elevator elevator pitch in five seconds because I don't want to talk about SpongeBob more than I have to. Okay. I don't know anything i've never watched spongebob in my life my exposure to spongebob is 100 percent the memes which are excellent by the they way got some good memes um, they give, spongebob has the best memes but um thq nordic are making a hd version of that old spongebob spongebob game which has a cult following i don't know what the game is i don't know anything about the game so i apologize to whoever answered that question but i don't think we can talk about it that much if neither of us know what it is and honestly info says it's my childhood so yeah no, i don't i i, I remember being I, in co- I remember being in college when spongebob came out and being like what is this well yeah, I, I, I saw like i saw a meme where it was like 
it was like that perfection meme, right? And the first one was like a picture of PUBG or Fortnite or something. And the guy was like, I would prefer real Battle Royale. And then it was a picture of Minecraft Battle Royale. And then he was like, <laughs> no, I prefer the real Battle Royale. And then it was SpongeBob, SpongeBob Bikini Bottom or whatever. And then it was like um, perfection, you know? So I don't know if it's like some kind of multiplayer game or something. Oh, I might, I might be getting it completely wrong here. But... Oh, here, here's a good quote from Zed. Oh. He goes, Xbox platform exclusive on Game Pass Ultimate with your Microsoft 365 account via Windows 10 1908 update. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Um, shout out to uh, Keop901 for the Super Chat. It says, Microsoft exclusive, PC exclusive, third-party games, cloud services, emulators, modding, and playing with any controller type, wouldn't you say PC gaming is the ultimate gaming platform? Um, I tell you, I'll tell you why PC gaming isn't the ultimate gaming ooh, platform. Ooh, right here now. we go. Here we go. Yeah, I'll you tell, tell you why. Them. You tell them. Don't don't because let all the PC master race people hear this though. They're gonna. I'll, I'll tell you why it's not the ultimate gaming platform. It's because moving Stellaris in window mode to a second monitor literally takes about forty minutes of fiddling with the settings. Fiddling with the resolution stuff, getting it over there, making it stay there on the second monitor. It's a it's a pain, you know. And the stuff like I remember back in the day trying because I played Battlefield 3, no bad company two, primarily on PC. Sometimes finding a server that wasn't either modded to hell, had stupid rules like two snipers allowed. It was laborious, you know. Sometimes it's just easier it's just lazier to just boot the game up on console and just know that it'll work you know and you know for pc games that do make proper clients like for example if i'm playing there are billions in the settings for there are billions there is a setting in the display options display this on second monitor and it works great thank you there are billions most games don't have that so I have to like let them take over the full screen exclusive mode on my primary monitor. And it makes me really mad. Now Microsoft tried to solve this with UWP, making everything window mode, but everyone hated it. So now we've got just like we're stuck with Win32, the mess of Win32 forever now, apparently. So and that's just that's just one example. PC gaming is great. And, you know, I play a lot of games on PC, like exclusives, um, bloody, mostly strategy games, which need a mouse. But it is frustrating when all you want to do is play a game, you know? So, like, I play a bit on both. I play the games that uh, look better on my X, on my X, and I play strategy games that I like on my PC. That's pretty much it. Mm. You know? So I guess the answer to your question, I mean, look, I don't, if you want to play on PC, go right ahead. I'm not going to say don't. Do you want to play on Xbox? Go right ahead. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I like to play where I play uh, and PC gaming's not for me. And I've tried PC gaming. I just don't care. Like I'll stick, I'll stick to Xbox and PlayStation. Thank you. If Xbox and PlayStation left, I'd probably begrudgingly play on Nintendo. Like, you know, like I just, you choose Nintendo over PC. I would choose Nintendo. No, would I choose? Would I choose Nintendo over PC? I don't know. I might actually. If the Xbox, is, is... my 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 problem with PC gaming is like it's it's not PC gaming itself. It's it's Windows. 
<laughs> the Windows, the Win32 legacy code is a mess. And like, there's no standardization in the way the games are delivered. Some games are like super unnecessarily intensive on your hardware, whereas other games are like really well optimized and work really well. Like, I could run Overwatch on the Surface Go and it'll work really well, you know. But if I try to run something else that's very similar to Overwatch on, on the face of it, um, it won't work because it's poorly optimized or whatever. And Overwatch it just has better optimization. And I don't know if that, that's just because Blizzard is a bigger company and they can spend the time to put that optimization effort in place. But there's no standardization. And yeah, the problem with PC gaming is Windows, you know. Um, but Microsoft now is they're doubling down on Win32, and hopefully they can modernize Win32 without scrapping it like they were trying to do with UWP. So, um, yeah, and like Cloberal says in chat, shout out to Cloberal by the way. He says, see if these ones on a toaster. You know, a lot of games don't. You know, and my my PC ain't the most powerful. I've got a GTX 1060 in this thing, and it's the mobile variant as well, so it gets pretty hot. That, that's um, outdated, bro. You need to you need to upgrade. Yeah, I, I know. It's um I, I I almost I almost bought one of the new razor blades with the RTX cards in them recently, but I decided to get upgrade my TV instead and wait for the Samsung Galaxy Note 10. Cuz I I don't want to pack too many massive purchases in per year or I'll go broke. So, I'm going to wait for the Surface Book 3, I think, which will probably come out next year. Um with RTX cards in them. Because I like my inking brand. I like to doodle on my screen sometimes. That's why I don't get a razor blade. But the new Alienware PCs look pretty good now. I don't know. Did you speaking of before let's get off the PC topic and come, yeah, come back yeah. to E3. Nobody cares about PC. Move yeah. on. <laughs> but what I would I did want to ask you first, right? Did you guys see the new Mac Pro that costs Oh my god, we need to talk about this because there's <laughs> there's dude, and it, there's there's like an Xbox related thing that I wanted to talk about, but who is in their right mind is gonna buy this six thousand dollar PC Mac with a thousand dollar they're just making fun of their customers at this point, right? Like who is who is buying that? <laughs> I, I I can't believe it. I I mean I know kind of Apple has this disdain for their customers where they're literally charged these exorbitant like you know like prices for their products. Well, but thing, that one takes about the Mac Pro is like people are mocking it, but it's it's supposed to be aimed at companies, right? It's supposed to be aimed at movie studios. They ain't gonna expect every YouTuber to run out and buy a Mac Pro to make their YouTube videos on. It's meant to yeah. It's Charlie says in chat. It's aimed at Pixar. That said, a thousand dollars for a stand, they are high. <laughs> they are yeah, ridiculously they are high. high. You They're can on get, some like, mad drugs if they you think can get, they... Yeah, you can get a fifty dollar Visa stand, which is compatible with the same monitor. Or you can buy a thousand dollar stand with an Apple logo on it. See the thing, the YouTubers the will buy them, the YouTubers will get those for free. Ain't gonna be buying. I just, I just seen they're not gonna I buy one. I'll tell you now, Apple does not give review units for free. Oh. They don't have to. They don't care about influencers and stuff like that because they are, they are too big to care. You know, they do not care. 
they don't give review units out generally. And they get I'm sure the Verge gets them and stuff like that, but it's not like some of the smaller, smaller laptop companies which will just give them out to everyone. But Apple don't need to do that stuff. And they don't need to do that stuff because people will buy a stand for a thousand dollars, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Shame, shame on you if you spend a thousand dollars on that stand. <laughs> shame on you. You buy two X's for one one Apple stand. It's so funny though, because like the snark and the memes that there's a whole meme that's come out of this. It's like you could buy like four thousand chicken nuggets or one Apple stand or something like that. It's but uh, there but there was something Xbox related that they announced, not at the show, but later, that uh, iOS thirteen uh, is basically going to natively support Xbox One controllers as well as PlayStation 4 yeah. controllers. They've they've incorporated the Xbox Bluetooth stack directly into iOS now, which um, Android's had for some time. But now that Apple's done it, it should lead to an explosion of decent peripherals which let you dock your phone. Because it's always like it's always when Apple does something that the rest of the industry follows. And I think it's because a- Apple customers just tend to have like more money. Because they buy iPhones all the time, so they tend to be richer. So they tend to buy those weird accessories and stuff like that. Even though, like Apple has a smaller fo- footprint than Android, it has way more profitability, um, obviously. So I'm ho- I'm hoping from this that we get like actual decent Xbox controllers for XCloud. Because right now, if I want to play like if I want to play XCloud on my Samsung Galaxy Note with an Xbox controller, I have to sort of like I have to sort of prop up the phone using using my leather case. Like I can't just like dock the phone with the controller. You know, do you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And the the accessories that exist today to do that are pretty garbage. So I'm hoping that it gets more stuff like that. But it, in addition to that, the Xbox controller will also work on the new Apple TV. And Apple's pushing gaming on the Apple TV with its new Apple Arcade thing. So I think like Project X Cloud for Apple TV is a certainty at this point. I'm probably PlayStation. Yeah, but you weren't you weren't you you were a little bit concerned that it wouldn't be on like iOS in the beginning. I was like because um I'd uh we saw what Apple did with um Steam Link. Apple delisted Steam Link from um iOS store. I believe it's come back now actually. Um Steam worked out some kind of deal with Apple and now they've brought back Steam Link. And I, I suppose Apple's Apple's take is like, how do we make money from Steam Link? If Steam Link, if people are buying games from Steam, they ain't buying games from us. So we didn't want, we, yeah, like uh, TRZ, I can't say your name, T- TRZ Erector, sorry. <laughs> but he says in chat, Apple don't like other ecosystems in their ecosystem. And exactly. Now, Microsoft's gonna have to pay to play in that ecosystem, but Apple can't like they can't stop Netflix because it's too damn big They can't stop Spotify because it's too damn big, but they do make it hard for them They do make it hard for them by like they take a cut of in-app subscriptions Which forces them to get people to sign up on a website and which it creates a friction between the sign-up process, which, by the way, is ha- half of the reason why they're doing this new game attack system. Some people, especially mobile users who've got, like, um, ADHD, <laughs> they just want to get through to the, their service as fast as possible. They can't get a game attack they want. They might just close the app and never use it again. So hmm. it's, about, it's about reducing friction to their ecosystem, you know? 
And um, yeah, I was scared that Apple wouldn't play ball with xCloud, but it, it looks like they are now. Um, and I suppose um, that's only a good thing because Apple's Apple's the cool company, you know, that'll push this stuff to the mainstream more so than Android, I think. Even though Android is like the much bigger platform across the world, you're also including Chinese third-party stores in that list where Google Play doesn't exist. So, but that's right. the thing. Like Microsoft can circumvent the Google Play Store too. They can put xCloud on the Samsung Galaxy App Store like they've done with Mixer. Like you can get Mixer from the Samsung App Store. So let, let me ask you this question. Do you think xCloud is the name that they're going to call the service? Because every no. time, they, do you think um, they'll come up with something else like Xbox Game Streaming or something? Well, I think like, I mean, they could call it xCloud. It's a pretty cool name, right? I mean, people in chat, like, type one if you think xCloud is a cool name, and type two if you think they should go with something else. But um, I think xCloud is a pretty cool name. But, like, as we've seen from past Microsoft code names, even when oftentimes people will say, oh, that's a pretty cool code name, you should stick with it. They don't do it. Like, uh, Microsoft Edge used to be called Project Spartan, I think. And people were like, yeah, so most people think xCloud is a good idea. But, like, um, Microsoft Edge used to be called Project Spartan. And people were like, oh, that's cool because it sounds like Halo Spartan, you know, and you've got Cortana. Cortana was also a code name at one point. But people, like, liked it so much that they stuck with it. Um, so maybe they will stick with it. And most people in chat seem to think xCloud's a good one. But um, I don't know. Does xCloud really speak to the normie casuals that they really want to buy into this system? No, they know not really. Means? Do they no. know what cloud means? No, I don't. Th I don't think so. No. I mean, do you? I don't think so either. I think cloud is too vague for a normie, and I think for a normie, the word cloud probably is something they would associate with work and servers more than gaming. So I think they probably do need to choose a different name, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, like Xbox Game Streaming, <laughs> something like that. I, yeah, I, that's such a clunky... It's not cool. xCloud is cool. It's not as cool as... Uh, xCloud is a cool name. Like, calling it, like, Xbox Game Streaming, even though it says exactly what it is, it's so uncool. Microsoft kind of sucks at names, though, as we've established from the Xbox One S all digital, right? Yep, they they do. But you know, you know who names things perfectly is the accessories team. Like they're good at naming stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the consoles that the consoles are the ones. Xbox One, huh? Xbox One, sad, huh? Like, come on, get get, get mm. your act together, console naming team. Like, wh what That's do you, what do you what are you going to call the next Xbox console? Infinity, lol. Seven twenty. Lol, you know, like, come on, you put yourself in a really bad position on this one. Um, but yeah, so the X Cloud stuff. Um, I, I did see Brad Sam say that uh, it would be the focus of the show or the darling of the show. I mean, I knew they were going to talk about it for a little bit. I just hope they keep it short and sweet. But I know, like, that's important to them. So, indubitably, indubitably, indubitably. but um. Yeah, we're getting close to the two-hour mark, so I figure let's uh, get some questions. We'll take a couple questions, oh, and we'll get out of here. Just before we talk about questions, I wanted to ask your opinion on um, this Todd Howard quote. Because oh, I my like, God. 
I caused a bit of bit of drama on Twitter, like seven hundred likes on this one tweet I made, mm-hmm. and I tweeted it like I felt kind of bad for tweeting it because I sounded I I feel like I was super harsh to the guy. But um, before we get into questions, let's just briefly talk about what Todd Howard said recently about Fallout seventy six. So, um, just to this is a direct quote from IGN, and Todd Howard said when talking about um, Fallout seventy six. Shout out to Monkey Punch seventy seven by the way. Um, we knew we were going to have a lot of bumps. That's a difficult development. A lot of new systems and things are like that. Hey, we're going to try this new thing. Anytime you're going to do something new like that, you know you're going to have bumps. You know that a lot of people might say that's not the game we want, but we still want someone. We still want to be someone to try new things. It was difficult, difficult development on the game to get it where it was. A lot of difficulties ended up on the screen. We knew, hey, look, this is not the type of game that people are used to from us, and we're going to we're going to get some criticism from us. A lot of that was very well deserved criticism. Um, and then he followed up with, "It's not how you launch; it's what it becomes." So. That sort of that sort of bothered me because it sounded to me like he was saying we knew it was broken, mm-hmm. we shipped it anyway. Yes, and it's not important that it was shipped broken. It's important that we fix it up later. That yes. bothers me because it's kind of like they don't care that they basically used Fallout's brand power, which they didn't earn, by the way. They bought Fallout IP. They used Fallout's brand power to force through a $60 early access period and they're basically using the Fallout fans as beta testers while they eventually probably hurtle towards a free-to-play mode or a, a, you know, a sort of relaunch. You know, there's, there was very little there was very little about what he said in his interview with IGN that felt humble, you know, and it kind of bothered me you know, I don't know what you think about that. Like I said, I, I said mm-hmm. on Twitter, I lost a bit of respect for him after I read that. I and, um, I agree with you. I, the idea that we can launch the product, charge you sixty bucks, and not worry about the state of the game because it's a commonly expected industry thing that it's not what the game launches like; it's what it becomes. Is some of the most egregious stuff that this industry and only this industry does. Can you imagine if you bought a ticket to a movie for 20 bucks, but when you went to go see it, half of it was missing because the other half will be coming later. Or you bought a car and when you went to go in to drive it, it's like, well, you can't drive it off the lot yet because we're still waiting on the, uh, you know, the, the motor to be added. Like they're like one of the only companies that gets away with selling a product at full price. That isn't, fully functional or doesn't have all the content that they promised right and it bothers me it bothers me that this is kind of an accepted thing uh so the fact that they knew and that's even worse like they knew like yeah we knew fallout 76 wasn't going to be a metacredit kit we knew that it's going to have issues but we sold it to you anyway but that's okay because it's about what the game is like in a year i don't look at anthem same thing. Look at Anthem. It's like you had all this hype for Anthem. Anthem comes out and shits the bed. And I mean, it's basically what? It's basically a dead and buried game at this point. And I know because th- this 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 industry is so copy and paste. It's like they see something incredibly successful and they copy it. Battle Royale, the live services and stuff. It's like, you know, 
if you think Fallout 76 isn't going to be a good game or not have the content or the glitchiness, don't release the game. Uh, delay it for six months. Have more betas that are, that are actually meaningful and not a marketing gimmick like they did with Fallout 76. Like that beta they ran, like what, the week before? Was you just a marketing it, gimmick. Early. Right. You need to get people involved early on with the game uh, to basically tell you what's wrong or the content it needs. I don't know if that means you need to have like more beta, bigger beta periods, something like Sea of Thieves where it was in beta for almost a year beforehand, but even still Sea of Thieves had its issues uh, with no content at launch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much better now, but it took a year and you know, like that's another thing people said to me in response to that. So like, why don't you criticize Crackdown 3 or Sea of Thieves for the same thing? And I was just like, well, those games weren't broken, per se. I, oh, yeah. I, mean, I literally, I jumped back into Fallout 76 recently to try one of the new events. And I'm someone who has about 150 hours played in Fallout 76. And, you know, and you can, you can make an argument that, yeah, I paid $60 for Fallout 76 and played it for 150 hours. I, got, I did technically get my money's worth. But, like, the thing is, I see it from the point of view of someone who isn't suffering through the issues and someone who wasn't playing it for review purposes and as someone who doesn't have disposable income who as someone who doesn't it can't just drop $60 willy-nilly and there's a lot of people like that you know who just can't just waste $60 on something like that someone who will be excited about playing Fallout 76 as, a, as with their friends and stuff like that and the, the whole idea of a Fallout MMO quasi thing you know it's Adding multiplayer to Fallout was one of the, one of their highest requests, you know. And a lot of people, there's a huge portion of the community who don't want multiplayer in Fallout, sure. But there was a lot of people who were looking for multiplayer mods and stuff like that. And they basically abused the goodwill of those people and shipped a game that crashed left, right, and center, looked and ran awful on the X, and even worse on the S, you know. A damn game was barely playable. And I went back to it recently, like about a month ago, to try that new Sheep Squatch event. And to their credit, they have been shipping content pretty quickly to, to that to Fallout 76 and patching things up. I still crashed within about 20 minutes of playing. Hard crashed desktop. And that was after like almost six months of updates. So right. I am like, it's just really frustrating that it's gotten to a point where the industry feels like they can ship early access games for $60 as long as they're big enough or something. Like, No Man's Sky got absolutely battered for the way it shipped. And they were a small indie dev, and yeah, the game was misrepresented at launch. But, like, you can almost forgive them because they are a small indie team who don't really... They don't really have the experience that a big company like Bethesda does. And... Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating how the cavalier attitude towards, like, you know, towards treating people like that. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. Well, it's basically Todd Howard and his sweet, sweet lies. Lying some more. But, yeah, so that was basically the end of the show. Uh, Jez needed to get that off his chest. But we do want to take a couple questions before we get out of here. So, um, you know, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to leave a thumbs up. If you're listening to this later, hi, how's it going? Hope ever, hope you're having a great day. So, um, 
yeah what is uh what do, what do people want us to answer we'll take a few i know the podcast is already a little bit running over two hours so <laughs> uh, axel says jez why do you hate robots so much where did the terminator touch you improperly dude i don't know what it is i think like i don't hate robots the thing that i don't like is the way robots feel in combat i think like in a shooter when you when your bullets are hitting metal it's less satisfied less satisfying to me than if they're getting embedded in flesh and if you're referring I agree with you i agree yeah, with you if you're referring to like when i when i was bitching about the, the the promethean enemies in halo or the dbs in, in gears of war like at least in gears of war the dbs like split apart and they're a little bit like they're a little bit more satisfying to fight than the, the prometheans it's just kind of lame when you're shooting on metal it's it's just the feeling you know it's not really like it's not really anything um substantive it's purely subjective for me right but. so we have a question from Soulfire. He says, in the recent Waypoint and Giant Bomb podcast, they're talking about an Xbox acquisition in 2018. It would be bigger than any of the new Xbox studios. Any ideas? I did listen to that, and I was thinking about it, and part of me thinks it was like, if they did this, they wouldn't have bought these other studios. And I think it was a publisher they were buying, and I think, I think it was going to be Capcom at the time. And if they would have bought Capcom, they wouldn't bought have, have bought any other studios. But I think because of that, they decided, you know what, let's buy these other studios. And the talks between whoever, uh, you know, massive thing they were talking about kind of subsided. So that that's kind of my uh, take on that. Uh, Sam Tolbert says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for each E3 conference right now? I'm like an 8.5 for Xbox, almost a 9. Square Enix, I'm probably a 7. Ubisoft, I'm probably a six because there's going to be no, there's going to be no uh, Splinter yeah. Cell, and we already know Watchdogs, the new Watchdogs is you know leaked, so I'm going to say six for that. Uh, who else even has a conference? Like Sony's not there, so they get a zero. Um, EA doesn't have one; they get a zero. Although EA's is always the worst. Um. So yeah, uh, Zalker. He has, I have a question. Jez, spill the entire E3 conference. Thank you. I'll take you fishing if you answer. <laughs> oh, man. He can't be I, bought. Uh, he can't be bought, Jez, Zalker. I can't, I can't be bought, man. I can't yeah, be bought. He's, he's not going to leak it. Um, El Paul, he wants to know, no publisher acquisitions got it, but what about publishers in other countries? J Japan, Central Europe. Um, and that kind of goes along with uh, Cloberil's uh, question. Um, I want... Your both final prediction, new studios, yes or no, not a maybe. So he wants to know if we think Microsoft is going to announce an acquisition during the press conference. So mm. I'm going to say no. What do you say? What was the question again? Sorry, I just missed that. He wants our final predictions on whether Microsoft will announce a new studio acquisition during the conference at E3. I'm going to go with no. There you go. No, pure unless guess. pure guess. Yes. So don't blame me if it happens. But I, I just I'm not feeling it right now. I think they might be just sticking with what they've got. Well, actually, no. Tell a lie. There is. I do know about. They are might. They are building up a new studio internally, but it's not a big surprise there. They're they're basically going to be building up the Age of <clears throat> Age of Empires operation to uh, expand it out into another pillar franchise. So I've heard about that for quite a while. 
but I don't know if that's really what I don't know if that's a surprise. I mean, you already know that there's an internal Age of Empires studio who are making Age of Empires one definitive edition, so it's not really big news there, but yeah. Uh, Shady it. wants to know, Rand, how is Anaconda pronounced? <laughs> Shady, you're so funny. I don't so, get it. Okay, so I did a video the other day about uh, you know, basically what I expect to see from Microsoft and how they announce the two new consoles, the next gen systems, right? And I basically mispronounced Anaconda in the video a bunch of times and said Anaconda, right? Sometimes <laughs> I do that when I speak really quickly. You know, don't make fun of me. I was in speech therapy for five years as a kid, right? So the whole entire comment section for that video is everybody making fun of me. Like <laughs> literally just making fun of me. And and here's Shady making fun of me. And hey, if, if we had a soundboard. And the conda. And the conda. I get it. Yes, lol. <laughs> so JD Gamer wants to know uh, from the Super Chat. Thanks for your support. He says, what is the likelihood of that Microsoft will do so well at E3 that it moves the needle and changes perceptions, giving them, mm, I would say, momentum into next gen? Um, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to say low because I think like, I do think Microsoft wants to get to that level where they're pumping out games like God of War. I do genuinely believe that. And I believe that's the whole point of setting up the initiative and expanding playground games and all that stuff. But I think it's going to take time to change the perception of that aspect of the of their operation. And I don't think, I don't think any single E3 is good enough to change that change that perception of you know you know their exclusive lineup basically but it could what could change is like when they expand out to new markets and they try and target new gamers and stuff like that um the perception of what xbox is could change on that level you know if xcloud really does work if they have like a really good viral game that's exclusive to xcloud you know something like a fortnite or and you know we've got like minecraft earth coming out which if it if it blows up like pokemon go blew up you know that could be big for microsoft's brand especially if they slap microsoft all over the splash page and stuff like that so there are there are other ways microsoft can tidy up its image with with gamers or explore getting new gamers on board but i think like if what you're talking about is having a more sony ish image i think that those things just take time and i do think microsoft will get there but no single e3 is the answer i think it's like maybe two or three before we get to that point just my yeah. opinion just my opinion the, only th the thing that'll change perceptions about xbox <laughs> is releasing quality games and that'll be that'll be the only thing that changes perceptions i don't think you necessarily do that at e3 and i don't think you do that this year i think I think that would be down the road when they're firing in all cylinders with their studios and have a bunch of content to show. So yeah, not I really. Think, I I also think people that don't like Xbox will just brand. nothing will change their mind. So like I yeah. I really think that as well. Um, if in in 2019, when someone has spent like <clears throat> literally years of their life building their entire identity around hating Xbox or hating anything, they ain't gonna change their opinion for nothing. Because that their intellectual investment is in that identity now. Microsoft could literally cure cancer and they will continue to hate Microsoft because they don't want to open their mind and it makes them feel good to have like this identity, you know. So it's it is what it is. 
Microsoft just has to do what it's always done is deliver for its customers and earn that respect back, you know, with the PC gamers earn their respect, you know, deliver on Xbox fans expectations, address the concerns of their existing customers. And if they keep doing that and they keep pushing like they have, then it'll come with time, but not no one single event will change things. I yeah. agree. So OBJ, he wants to know, Rand, do you think characters like Marcus Phoenix need to be killed off in order to move the story forward? Well, you don't necessarily need to kill off Marcus to move the story forward. I mean, you can do that with the current cast of characters. But if you're trying to like shake things up, if you're trying to get an emotional response from people, like it depends on what they're going for. If you want to make Gears a little bit more dark, go in a different direction, get an emotional response from players, there's really no better way to do that than killing off Marcus Phoenix and having Kate do that. Because then it creates emotion for the people watching. Like they just killed off Marcus right? It creates dramatic tension between Kate and JD in that sense. And then it really positions Kate as the villain. Like, so if you want to think about it like that, uh, they could do it that way, but you don't necessarily need to kill off Marcus to move the story forward. Um, I would like them to kill off Marcus though. Uh, just because I think they need to take some creative risks with the storytelling, but that's just my personal kind of, uh, feeling on that one. Um, yeah, if um, if that actually happens, people are going to blame you for spoiling it. I mean, apparently Starcraft did it first. I don't know nothing about Starcraft, so yeah, whatever. you know that's it's, weird. That you, it's weird you say that because I, the whole the whole aspect of Queen, that's that's one that's one aspect of Gears of War that I really need to be careful about because the way it's going right now, it really does mimic Starcraft story. You know, because like Starcraft had a similar thing with like. In StarCraft, it's like space marines who basically look like the cog fighting against an alien threat, which basically look like the locust in, in the, um, what are they called now? The Zerg. And one of the, one of the, um, the guys from, I can't remember what they're called now, the space marine dudes. It's been a long time since I played StarCraft. She betrays, she betrays them and ends up becoming the, the queen of the Zerg, you know, Kerrigan. And that's a famous plot twist. If Gears do something like that, <clears throat> it's going to be too close to StarCraft, and people will call them out. So they need, they need and yeah, locusts aren't aliens. I know they're, they're native to um, Sarah. But, it, you know, it's, it's that similar sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, they need to be careful with that, because people will call them out if, if, if they, do a Car- they do a Kerrigan on K. They right. call them out. Th- their names even start with the same letter. Uh-huh, yeah. Graphic God <clears throat> wants to know... Do you guys avoid leaks or embrace them? Uh, I have been known to embrace them. Uh, I will be known to search them out. Like yesterday, there was this thing on Twitter. They're like, oh my God, Gears 5 video leaked. And I was searching furiously for it. I was DMing Jazz like, I can't find it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't shun them. I don't avoid them, especially for video games. Maybe for story-related content. Like I didn't look for Avengers Endgame stuff because I was going to go see it. But... Yeah, I mean, if somebody came into my DMs tomorrow and was like, you want to know the Xbox briefing? And I'd be like, sure. You know, I, I wouldn't say no. You know what I mean? Um, Jazz, what do you, what's your stance on that? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Do you embrace leaks oh, or embrace avoid leaks them? Or, or, or avoid them. Um, I personally, I avoid them, but I can't because of my job. So like in the past, 
I've in the past I've actually not just avoided leaks, but I've actually avoided game trailers because I don't I want to be surprised, you know. Like I see a game that I know I'm gonna buy, like for example, I know for a fact I'm gonna buy the new Pokemon. I'm gonna love it. But we never talked about new Pokemon. Should we do a whole segment on the new Pokemon round? Uh, no, let's not. Let's not do a new segment on the Pokemon. Absolutely yeah. not. Well, okay, okay. I'll, I'll let you off this week. Maybe next week, but um, or the week after, rather. But yeah, I I like to go in blind, you know. But I can't do that anymore because I have to. I have to know, you know. So, there's that? I don't. Lo- I hate leaks. I hate that it's become such an important part of my job. I absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hate- I don't like spoiling. I don't like spoiling E three for people, and I don't like. I don't like being the person to take the announcement away from the people who've worked on stuff. Like I know things about upcoming Xbox games, and I won't leak them because it sort of it impacts the people who worked on them, you know. And um, I sort of take Jason Schreer's influence on that because he he his philosophy on Kotaku is. What's the point of leaking some news just a few days before you're going to find it out anyway? All you're doing is stealing the spotlight from from those people. And I know that's hypocritical because <clears throat> I've leaked plenty of stuff. But that's only when I've been put in a situation where I feel like a competitor is going to leak it anyway. And if they're going to leak it, I might as well be the one who gets the traffic or gets, you know, and that sort of stuff. So, like, I don't le- like leaks. I think, like, everything should be spoiler-free. And I think it would be awesome if um, <clears throat> like Duncan Self just said in chat, like that guy leaks all the time. Yeah, like he leaks, he leaks business stuff. It doesn't necessarily leak like game launches and that sort of thing. Like unless, again, it's 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 also the competition thing. It's like if I know that a competitor is going to leak it, then it puts me in a weird situation, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's it's a tough it's a tough balance to strike, you know. I don't like it though. I don't like leaks at all. And if you are someone at Xbox who leaks things, stop it. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the show's last question we're taking. Uh, we won't be back, me and Jez, particularly for the Xbox Two, until the f- not next week, but the following week. Could Jez be busy at E3? Um, I'll be doing a show with Dealer right after E3, and then hopefully uh, Dealer. And uh, Zalker and a couple other people will be on my channel to talk and continue the conversation on Sunday after that show. So, um, you know, look, be on the lookout for that. So if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you uh, hit the thumbs up, share it out, subscribe to the channel, and make sure you follow Jez on Twitter so you can read all of his, uh, you know, his, like, pictures he'll post on Twitter, the articles he writes on Windows Central, and uh, all those things. So... With that said, we will see you basically in two weeks. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week and a great E3. Later, guys. Take care, everybody.